0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: This is your Commander-in-Chief. Uh, I'm issuing a warning. The following podcast contains adult content and intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex, fresh out the box. Having a rough day, man. Having a rough day. <laughs> I was, uh, I had an audition before this, and I, I spent all night last night working on it, as well as preparing for the podcast up till four o'clock in the morning. Get there, and then realize uh, I'm like, they had two groups. Like, okay, one group for one role, the other group, no. and everyone in my role is like all these like obese dudes, and the, and I'm like, fuck. I, I I memorized the wrong part. Uh, like I, I'm, I realize this at the audition. Did they email
1: I, you the wrong side? No, or? it was
0: completely my fault. I just was wow. like, I I didn't. It was one of those things. It wasn't that professionally emailed to me but it's still my on me to read the right one and so I'm, you should have went and read for the fat roll
1: and just said look man i can put on some weight if you need me to i, I,
0: I should have <laughs> but i'm just like why did, i'm just, i'm like but you know what, i just i just left because they had me waiting there for an hour anyway right. and was, like, i was gonna be late to this and so then i show up i speed here i'm like in the the carpool lane and uh and <laughs> look at evan's face and uh yeah that uh but well, really i can't talk about this that i was that i <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not talking about your show. I'm talking about you. Evan keeps me outside for the second fucking straight week for 30 minutes while I'm listening to the, the fighter and the kids sing Christmas carols. You know, just so then finally it was just one of those things. Yeah, and then and then you come 45 minutes late, yeah. strolling in like your James Bond, like <laughs> – like, it's just one of those things. I was like, "Fuck, dude," but whatever. It's just it happens. You I mean it's not the worst thing in the world. Now that I'm talking about it, I feel better about it. It's not. I had to get it out there. It was on my mind. Vent. I have to vent. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I had a great week, though. I had a great week. I was in Arizona doing comedy, and I had four shows. Nice. Uh, Jake Ellenberger showed up with his whole family. Really. His dad and like all the Ellenbergers, his brother-in-law, his, his 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 brother Adam Ellenberger. Uh, Their wife, Kristen, just a beautiful group of people and it was yeah. one of those shows of course there's a heckler in the show and I'm like <sighs> but I'm like okay wrong time to heckle me I got I got the Ellenbergers have my back and then I'm, I'm the, this guy's talking smack to me and I'm I'm making it fun the guy's wasted he throws a bottle at me but Shut like the hell up he did but it was like plastic bottle and he was doing it in, in jest like he was laughing right. and then, but of course the, the bouncer had, like warned him but it ended up being a great show it was, it was a killer show it was fun uh, and then I went out with Jake afterwards who's got a new girlfriend who's smoking Smoke hot She right? G- like Beyond smoking hot, really? I, mean, I thought she was either a model or a ring girl or something. She's like a dental hygienist. I was That's like, even better. I know. I was like, what? She's smart too. I'm like, I need to get my teeth cleaned immediately. Right. That's exactly what I said. So, I, <laughs> I think my teeth ex- <laughs> uh, so that it was that. So I basically that was fun. It was cool. It was, and then I and then I got tickets to um to the fight. Uh, what Anthony Burchak's his his wife Mercedes' White, gave me a free ticket to the fight because nice. it was in it was in Phoenix. So I go over there, and. I'm, I'm, I got pretty high seats up so I sneak down I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm like a little kid I sneak down and I sneak right where the Ellenbergers are sitting so it's great I mean literally I got to shake everyone's hand as they walked in right. people were seeing me on like fight paths They're like oh my god I just saw him. people were screenshotting me I was right. like dude it was just my job every day just give people fives on the way to work right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would do that for a job like literally they paid me to go to the thing just give people right. fives and knuckles Adam high five Hunter oh it, it was great <laughs> uh, I got it was but it was hard. So I'm sitting there with Adam Ellenberger and their family, and we're watching, watching Joe. Jake's Joe get beat up. And that was, man, talk about a surreal experience. You're sitting yeah. there with the brother, watching the uh, the other brother, and man, that was that was really really sad. And then and then he's sitting with us afterwards. Wasn't and Jake cornering him though? Jake was cornering him. Uh, but you were sitting with Adam. I was sitting with Adam and the family, and it was one of those things where I don't know. I, I don't really know what's going on with Joe Ellenberger. I know he has a lot of medical issues that go way beyond fighting. I mean, he almost died. He's got some bone marrow disease, some rare thing, and he has to get treatment everywhere. It just seemed like he didn't have a lot of energy in the fight. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can't really say. I just know that that fighting is so hard as it is without that kind of a thing, you right. know, but it seemed like he didn't have his gas and it seemed like he would have beaten that guy had he had his uh, a full gas tank. And yeah. I don't, and I don't, and I don't think that the gas tank was due to the lack of cardio. So it might've just been other factors. Uh, yeah. And that, that sucked. And then he's comes at, so then he sits next to me after his fight. And what do you say? I mean, like as a wrestling coach, you know if a kid loses a fight what I want to say is look man you gotta work on that single leg you know you gotta you know don't lock up with them. the guy is strong but I'm not gonna start giving Joe Ellenberger <laughs> advice on fighting <laughs> but I don't know I have to say something I don't wanna just I'm not gonna ignore the guy so I'm like hey you know Joe how's it going you you know great seeing your family last night at the show uh, um and he's like motherfucker don't act like you just didn't see that shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we could tell he was sort of embarrassed about, you know, or let down, disappointed. Right. But I'm like, hey, when are you coming to LA? Can you come help coach wrestling? You know, I'd, love, I'd love to have you. Right. But it was like, it was, uh, man, it felt, felt awkward. Uh, couldn't have, but anyway, it couldn't be a nicer guy. I mean, literally, he sits yeah. there Everybody and he in goes.
1: Everything the Burger family is nice.
0: He, and he goes, Joe says to me, hey, man, is this your seat? And it was, I was like, no, no. He goes, no, man, you, you were sitting here. I go, Joe, sit down. You just <laughs> fought. But he was ready to give me his, the, his seat. Right. That's how nice of a guy he was. It was yeah. Fuck, man. So that was, uh, that was sort of depressing being there. Uh, but I mean, watching the fights was awesome. There Did you go out a, afterwards and get hammered? No, I, I, had, to, I had to leave. I had left right before the Nate Diaz fight because I had two shows that night. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah. up the night before doing the text from last fight till 7 o'clock in the morning, Jesus. Which, which I got to Evan, who didn't put it up till Monday. But anyway, so um, <laughs> it, it was up. <laughs> it was. It was <laughs> from, Vegas, from fucking from Vegas to Phoenix. Uh, it's tough to do things when
1: you're.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm just saying when it was up. All right, it was up. It was up on Saturday. It was it was up on Saturday. It wasn't up on Facebook till Monday. Till everyone forgot about it. But, but reg- <laughs> regar- regardless, <laughs> let's. Just, so I, I'm at the fights. So I had five hours of sleep. Then I go run to do two, two shows. I, I caught the Stipe fight from the from the bar. We're gonna talk about all these fights because I got a lot to say. But you know what's funny. I was driving home from Arizona, and sometimes you forget. Like, I had such good weeks. I had such a good comedy. I don't know. Obviously, you're a comic. There are times I'm not on stage, and I forget I'm not on stage. Still, 15 years, doing. I'm not one of these guys that's always on. That's annoying. I can't stand those comics. But, okay, so I go to uh, Starbucks on the way home. And there's uh, a lot of Native Americans in, in Arizona, right? Hi, hey, how are well, you? Yeah. So hey, I, well. I, I, I stop off, and I'm like, the girl's name was White Flower on her name tag, Come right? Come on. I swear to God. So I go, Oh, you're White Flower? That's a great name. She's like, Yeah, my, my mom is White Bird. So I was like, Oh, I'm White Jizz, right? Uh, and uh, White I thought that was. <laughs> I thought it was, it was awkward, right? The, the girl was like 19. It was awkward, silence. Jesus, you
1: making sexual references to a teenager? No, 19.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I thought it would be funny The white jizz I don't know It just came out I didn't mean to just, Is this, uh, The white jizz just came out? No, no. The, the white jizz I, I, white jizz just came out This never happens before <laughs> so, so, I swear normally I'm much longer No, so <laughs> So then I'm driving home And I'm like This girl peed in my fucking Starbucks Right? Like, oh and just, I, I look at the name on the star, the thing It says F-U uh, uh, Yeah. Like, oh my she, god She got me like two hours later I'm like Oh, damn so anyway, uh, white, white flower, flower. If you're gotcha. listening to this, I, I apologize. It was a it was a joke. I, I don't know. I'm like, I just things come to your white head, and jizz. I was trying to think what was white that I could say that would be funny. And uh, jizz is normal. It was more clear, but, but still, So anyway, uh, that was that. Uh, that was that. You just said white atom. <laughs> I should have said white Adam. exactly. Um, <laughs> white atom. We had our. Yeah, perfectly normal. I'm white, Adam. I should have said I'm white, Adam. I forget that I'm white sometimes. Uh, I forget that you're black too. So I was. What else? I, we had our first wrestling match uh, coaching kids. Um, uh, I was coaching kids. We had our first match on Tuesday. We did really good. We nice. did really, really good. I was super. Oh, last Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday, I was super proud of the kids. They nice. they they uh, kicked some butt. I was I was I was happy. It was hard. I, I tell you a funny story about wrestling. So uh, a couple of years ago, I was coaching and like. I, you know, it's easy this year because the kids that are really good have the good attitudes. It's hard one sometimes when you have the kids that are really good have the shitty attitudes. Right? Because then you're like, because then the kids look up to them. So it was this kid Cole, Ugh. and I was like, Hey man, how was your summer? And he's like, Great, I got laid. I was like, This is eighth grader says this to me. And wow. I was, so I'm like, All right, no more questions. Great. All right. Right. So sometimes like I try to make the kids laugh. Like so the kid wins his uh, tournament uh, going into the finals and, and I'm like I'm like hey great job you know get some re- relax have fun uh, later on you'll get later on you'll get laid right so I was trying to be funny. So I, my assistant coach one of the parents and there's this awkward silence after I say that. I'm like yeah hey, you know go get laid afterwards right? and then he uh, I go what he goes you know he's dating my daughter (laughs) i was like oh my god yeah and then we both started dying laughing but i was like man that was awkward (laughs) couldn't have been worse timing i didn't i didn't know he was hating his daughter so yeah that's my life it's a series of running into (laughs) shitty anyway how was your david yeah basically (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm a larry david with no camera and no money uh how was your weekend? What'd you do? Oh, yeah, I was in
1: Oklahoma City um, doing the Looney Bin there in Oklahoma with uh, Steve Poggi, who mm. you know, you know, he's got a million drunk stories, and they always end up with him being arrested or beat up or whatever. So we go through a show on uh, Friday night. Uh, Larry, uh, Looney Bin Larry takes us yeah. to to uh, the drive through at, at uh, Wendy's, and and uh, Steve is hammered. We get back to the house and realize that they shorted us two bacon double cheeseburgers, right? And so how are you going to forget, you know, like not know that there's two yeah. bacon double cheeseburgers missing? <laughs> those things are huge, right? <laughs> so we get back to the place, and uh, Stephen is drunk and rampage, like grabs a receipt out of the bag and calls up there and cusses him out. And then he keeps telling him. He's like all drunk and polite, though. He's like, he's like so what you need to do is just make those two goddamn bacon double cheeseburgers, throw them in a bag, and just, just zip on over here. Here's the address. He kept on reading the address to the guy. I right. was like, I can't do that. So then he finally hangs up, and he goes to Twitter, and he starts telling Twitter that like we got screwed by the drive-through oh, at Wendy's, God. blah blah
0: blah. Yeah, he guys should not be drinking. Right.
1: Then he calls the sheriff's department there in Oklahoma City and tells them that we got robbed, and they're really going to do anything about it. And the lady on the phone is like, "We're not. We can't do anything about. No, we're not going to do that." So he's like, "Well, then the hell with all this. I'm going to trash you guys on Twitter. We got two sold-out shows tomorrow night, and we're going to tell them all about how crappy the LA, uh, how, how crappy the sheriff's department is, and how crappy Wendy's is." And so he goes and trashes <laughs> he trashes the sheriff's department on Twitter. And the next day we're sitting on the couch and he's just bust out laughing. I was like, what? He's like, remember how I trashed the sheriff's department? He was like, they liked the
0: tweet. Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to get arrested, though. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That, that is brilliant. Is but it, that guy's an idiot. What are you wasting, sheriffs? That's like one of those things, like dumbest arrests ever. Right. And, and he's I was gonna... trying to buy some weed and you tried to short me. Can you come arrest him? Yeah. <laughs> They, they forgot my cheeseburgers and Wendy's, and they come and find all kinds of weed. Right. Basically, is what would what well. Would that's happen. why I'm so hungry because I smoked all this weed. Yeah, that's really really dumb. So
1: those shows were awesome, man. A bunch of rednecks there, and I love those guys, and they love me. But then the week before, I was in Chicago, and that was like I did a show at Joe Jackson's place in Gary, Indiana, on Friday night. How was that, dude? It was like doing – you remember the movie Roadhouse? Yeah. It was like performing – Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad? Michael Jackson's dad has a place called Hustlin' Joe's, <laughs> and uh, and it's just, It's a, It's basically a ghetto-ass black roadhouse. Do you take your kids there to get beat? <laughs> That's exactly they, – they almost beat me. They oh, were wow. heckling the entire – I mean the roughest, rowdiest bunch of black dudes on the planet. And they're just, like, heckling the whole damn show. And I'm like, this isn't a comedy show. Dude. This is, like, The Roadhouse. They uh, need to put Chicken Wire up. I hate shows So like right that. before they bring me up, this dude that was in the front row heckling and standing up, and he got girls with him. And he's like, I got all the bitches and girls, dog. You know, all that. And he's doing that the whole show. By the time I get to the stage, he gets in a fist fight with another dude at the bar, and then they get separated. And instead of kicking him out, they just separate him, and the dude who was fighting goes and sits back down in the front. Give it up for T-Rex. Oh, and my And I walk God. out, and I'm like, seriously, guys? like. <laughs> You're going to wait till the most non-threatening, light-skinned black dude in all of Gary, Anna, <laughs> Gary Indiana gets on stage to start a freaking brawl in the place. <sighs> and then while I'm talking, some dude in the back goes, boo! And uh, I'm like, really? Uh, boo? What happened? <laughs> I just walked on stage. I was like, fuck you guys. Really? I didn't come here from Los Angeles to get booed in the roadhouse in front of a bunch of ignorant bastards. So I was like, you know, the word boo has more letters in it than numbers in your credit score. You're not really booing uh, me, you're booing your situation. Did you get paid at least? Yeah, I got paid. I got paid before I hit the stage. Right. And, uh, I wanted to make sure of that. So, so we, yeah, we, we got up. the hell out of there, dude. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. Dude, it was the worst. But anyway, I had a good time while I was in Chicago. Met up with some old friends. Me and Corey Holcomb hung out. Oh, I yeah. love Corey. Corey's so funny, man. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant.
0: So uh, let's talk about some fights, man. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah. He- now, obviously, uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale happened. That was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed Angela Hill One, She came on our show last week. She looked good. She looked tough. That's going to be, she's going to be a tough girl because, you know, when you get girls that are such, good, such a good athlete as Angela Hill is, and, you, and, and she's a sponge, and uh, she's, her learning curve is like, it's like, I don't know, for example... Well, as as a coach, sometimes you get kids that just start wrestling when they're you know in high school or fr- as a freshman, versus the kid who started when he was five. Obviously, the kid starts when he's five is going to be better, but sometimes it's, it's like newer and fresher, and you don't have all that wear and tear, and you start learning, picking things up. And uh, I think Angela Hill is going to be going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be real tough to beat. So she looked great. I was happy for her. the uh, The Carla versus Rose fight. I know Carla was an underdog. Um, I didn't. I wasn't surprised at all. I think the Ultimate Fighter is just such a when you're in that house, sometimes people start, you know, you start listening to other people and you start giving people more credit than they deserve. Buying into it. Buying into it and you know, you're fighting at a weird pace, your training is not how you would and sometimes getting out of there is the best thing for you to come back. Uh Rose is is tough. She's a great fighter. She's she's super flexible. She's she's got all kinds of skills. But Carla Esparza has that, I mean, I think she, she came on my show a while back. Back when it was Chokes and Jokes with me and uh, Einstein. Uh, and and she came on, again, as MMA Rose did. But Carla, you know, she started wrestling in high school and then won a state championship, like, real soon. You know, a women's state championship. But she's still, like, she has that four years college wrestling experience over at Menlo. That's something that's going to be real tough to beat. Real tough to beat. I mean, granted, they could be. She could be caught in submissions and here and there. But Carla looked amazing. She broke Rose's spirit. I still think having your boyfriend or your husband in your corner is a mistake for all fighters. I think having Pat Barry there, get cornering you. Uh, Angela McGanya had her her boyfriend there. Uh, even when uh, Feliz, uh, when uh, what's your name, Misha Tate, having Caraway in her corner. I don't. Th- I think that's a weird relationship. And I right. don't think you should have your i think it should be you separate. separate because when your trainer is telling you something and your boyfriend's telling you something it's kind it's, of like kids and their parents. Like you do you know, a
1: basketball practice and you can tell your daughter to do something. She's like, what do you know? You're just my dad. And then yeah. the coach tells them the same thing. And they are like, I'll do that.
0: Yeah, because you you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not banging your coach and you're not, you're not having all that other outside thing. I think having <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, that
1: <laughs> – You're not banging your dad either. Hopefully. You're not
0: banging your dad either. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying you're not having all that outside influences. Right, you don't, exactly. You're not seeing them 24-7. Um, and I, it was weird seeing I, – I understand why you'd want to corner your, your loved ones. But I think it's a mistake, honestly. I don't think I'd want to actually no name one name one time where it's
1: it's actually worked uh, i I don't think I'd want to because if they ended up getting beat up, I'd feel somewhat responsible
0: yeah, well, you told me to do or or who knows or like maybe uh maybe. You know something happened earlier on in the day, uh, and you want the person to take a, a little bit more of a pounding. <laughs> Maybe you know of their emails that you know, and then they're flirting with somebody on Twitter or something, or they cheated on you. You're like, hey, uh, keep your hands down and talk shit. I don't know who knows, but I just think it's a bad idea. I and mean, you get it; it has worked as far as like Misha is world class, you know, she's a world class uh, athlete. But I just think it's a bad idea. By the way, Misha Tate recently said to TMZ that Ronda Rousey has bad deodorant. Uh, that, that she has bad body odor and doesn't wear a deodorant. Um, really? Is this what we're uh, – I, I, I like Misha Tate a lot, but she's also one of these girls that's like, you know, I want women's MMA. Take us seriously and I've – you know how hard I've worked. Okay, great. Then don't go to TMZ and say the girl smells the beat you twice. It's just – that's – Was it followed with the nanny nanny boo-boo? <laughs> Stick head doo-doo? Really? I, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, now, also, uh, Jeremy Stevens, his fight. How the f- – fuck did he get out of that arm bar he fought uh put that away what are you doing you're talking to, are, you, are you tweeting somebody you texting no i'm looking at the fucking fight results oh <laughs> all right it's like i'm, I'm talking to you, you're you on your phone it's like oh you know, it's frustrating to talk to someone on a podcast i have to put it on the table so i have you know i have adhd doing. okay <laughs> i used to take adderall i don't take it anymore but i still have adhd to me that's why i i, I don't uh, come on Boy. it's hard to talk to you when you have uh, anyway so uh yeah so i don't know Cause I didn't, seasons. I didn't watch
1: those fights, so I was just looking at the results of that one.
0: Uh, I'm happy that you didn't watch that. It's always great to have a podcast. Somebody, well, I'm a... on stage, dude. Well, you know what? I'm on stage too, and, and, I, and I'm, but I have, to, I find time to fucking watch the fights that I'm going to talk about to an audience who wants to hear about fucking fighting on a fucking fighting podcast, okay? <laughs> 45 minutes late and go, I didn't watch the fights. And now when we talk about the, it, you're looking at the I'll results. I watched the ones on Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, great. So we'll only talk about the fights that you watched, not the ones that took place. All right, I'll for the, chime whole in on fucking, the, ones. the whole season, we're watching the whole fucking season. And, 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 but we won't talk about it because you were on stage. You were at Wendy's Evan, prank Evan. calling fucking Sheriff <laughs> <up>, Office. <okay? laughs> fuck? I, I know that you were drunk. Fucking, it was too, too busy with some fucking no, comic. Now I'm the one that was... All right, so all right. well <laughs> Yeah, that's what you were doing. I know you were too busy. Uh, you're in the comedy condo with fucking some guy, some uh, you know, prank calling people. Dude, that Dude, so, take a chill pill. My uh, god, for this sh- big red vein popping on your forehead. Shit, I don't know how Jeremy <laughs> Stevens got out of that fucking armbar. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. That, that that was Charles Oliveira looked great. That was the fucking point. So. All right. Da- Darren Krusek... unbelievably tight arm guard, All right. Yeah, it was. I can't... Thank you, guy who watched the fight who's not even on our fucking podcast. Thank was, you very much. I was six inches away from it. Really? It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. That was like three times, too. Three times. He I kept I in his guard. I don't know how he got out of that. Unbelievable. Honestly. It was unbelievable. Thank you, guy who watched the fight. Okay, no so... Uh, <laughs> Darren Krusek versus KJ Nunes. Uh Darren's finger... His eye got fingered more than Miley Cyrus in that fucking fight. Uh, I was... KJ, I don't know. I, I like Darren. I think Darren would have won that fight had it had it gone longer. For sure. Uh, K, I like KJ Nunes, but I thought Darren would have won. Unfortunate. You know, good good stoppage though. Good John McCarthy stopping a fight like that because some refs would have let that go on and then what? And the guy uh, looks like Bisbing. You know, and, and not, I'm not saying, but Bisbing's eye. If you look, I love Bisbing, but you don't need an eye getting permanent damage like that. Good. You lose the battle or you whatever the, the, no contest battle. You win the war. Uh, Random Marcos versus Jessica. Jessica Penny. Randa's a girl. It's unfortunate that she's training at uh, her local curbs or where the fuck she trains at in <laughs> you know, Bumblefuck Canada, because she's got legitimate skill. She needs a real camp. Fuck it. Move to move to go to American top team or team alpha male. She is a beast, this girl. Jessica I Jessica I, Jessica Penny is uh, I think she's a I don't know, She's a purple belt, brown belt? She's but she trains with some very high level people over at Rain, and, uh, and that was a tough fight. I could have been a draw that fight. I, I, I gave it to Jessica, barely, but it was a good fight. Uh, Yancey could not have been happier for fucking Yancey. Uh, Yancey's a guy, you know, he took that fight on real short notice where he got. He's a friend of yours too, isn't he? Friend of ours, like Yancey, from Hawaii, great soul, fucking good for him. Angela Magana, her fight. Holy shit. I've never seen more people happy to see a girl get her ass kicked. <laughs> I mean, this girl's Twitter erupted uh, right. with people like that coming out of the woodwork. Michael Chiesa saying, I guess your royal highness sucks. Uh, uh, Dude, she, how dumb do you think she feels, though? She's got to feel dumb. Well, she got lit up. She got lit up uh, by Tisha Torres, who, who's no joke. Um, you know, it's one of those things. She trains over in Thailand, uh, uh, w- you know, with her and her boyfriend and some guy. Uh, she, I don't understand. She, she's getting a full MMA camp over in – it looks like she's just doing Muay Thai over in Thailand. And, and if that's the case, like just do Muay Thai. She has not – here's a girl who hasn't won in four years. I happen to like her because she's entertaining and my job is to do those texts from last fight, MMA roasted. She's she makes it me, easy. Oh, my God. I mean thank God for someone posting. But what is she doing? Posting ass pics and you, you know, saying she's spiky dildo references and uh, fisting jokes. Uh, I mean, great for me,
2: right. but
0: uh, MMA community really seemed to hate her. Uh, Kevin Lee came out of the woodwork. He said he wanted to watch that again. John Alessio said, hey, MMA roasted. Look at like the queen's getting a royal ass kicking. <laughs> <what> he writes, <laughs> I mean... I wrote that her she's much more effective on Twitter. Uh, oh, my god. But I, I like Maganya. I hope she doesn't get cut. I think she's gonna get cut. I mean the word on the street is the UFC can't wait to cut her. Uh, she lost one one round, ten to eight, which is not, not good when you lose thirty to twenty six on some cards. Right. I, you know, I I I wish that she was like good and and talk shit like this. Right. And I'm not saying she's not good. Obviously she's one of the top female one fifteen pounders in the world in top 20 or top 30 whatever she's supposed the, to be the female Conor McGregor but. being the top 20 in the world in anything you do is amazing right. but at the same time you talk all this shit all this shit back it up you gotta be able to back it up otherwise you're just opening yourself up for complete ridicule uh, Felice Herrick you know I was impressed with her jiu-jitsu I had no idea how good her ground game was uh, that was a good fight that was a really good fight good for Felice I like Felice yeah. She's she's uh Alright, let's talk she's about cool. fights you've seen. Alright, so um <laughs> Oh, and then Rowdy Beck and Heather. That was the fight I was I was the most surprised about. And I thought that Rowdy Beck looked good in the third round. She won the third round. She did, was Did you see that... her losing though? I didn't see her well, you know what it is? was? Heather the whole season was complaining about her leg and torn ACL, torn L C L and I didn't know how serious it was. The other girls made it seem like it wasn't serious and so that being said we haven't seen the best Heather Misha Tate swears by Heather she said that she could see Heather winning the whole thing Heather hits hard she actually she's got a pop on her punches and when she she has to believe in herself more she doesn't believe in her striking because she could actually be really good Uh, and I think Rowdy Beck was actually like holy shit I'm I'm in a fight right now right Uh, you think
1: she underestimated her
0: underestimated her number one also another girl Rowdy Beck got into uh, you know she cares too much about social media Social media, like Dominic Cruz was saying before you got here, uh, <laughs> was saying that it's becoming its own entity of people just, uh, you know, that, that, that's why CM Punk's great. Social media is becoming a skill. Yeah, it's a skill, but you can't forget about what got you there. You know, you're, you're not getting paid for your tweets. And if you are, it's by score. You know, it's, it's, it's not for, we want to see you fight. Right. Uh, and I think that Rowdy Beck got a little bit too concerned about, you know, being with Maganya and being the, the whole bullying thing and fighting the bullying card and this and that and giving too many interviews and I, I like Rowdy Beck. I like Heather. I like both of them. There wasn't a girl on the season I didn't I didn't like. You just posted a pic with Rowdy the other day. Yeah, the one that you photo fucking bombed. Sure. No, okay. So no, I didn't. This, I wasn't in
1: the picture of the one you just posted unless you oh,
0: photoshopped me out. No, I, no, I like Rowdy Beck. I think she's pretty <laughs> hot. She's my kind of chick. I like those crazy tattooed tattoo little girls, fucking
3: girls that just go nuts on your
0: cock. <laughs> you know, Adam is pent up today, Love man. those girls, man. I'm not saying Roddy back's one of those girls. I'm saying I do love those girls. I could just... I love those fucking little tatted up chicks that have something to prove. It's like, argh, they fucking, fucking make you dig into a balloon animal. All right,
1: so... um. <laughs> Evan's face The whole show Has just been like
0: smiling Evan's gonna kick me head. back out And fucking tell me to wait While I hear it fucking, Let's hear those labels Alright so anyway <laughs> UFC on Fox The thing that you did Fucking see when you were sober um, I was sober the whole weekend Anthony Berchek That was fucking hard to watch Jeez Cause he was He's a friend of mine I helped yeah. get him into the UFC According to him uh, <laughs> So I like the guy uh, You know what He knew that guy Was gonna heel hook him He knew it he knew that's what that was his guy's main move. And it's hard, man. It's hard. Burchick's a great wrestler. He was looking great. He just got caught in that fucking heel hook.
1: Uh, did you talk to him prior to the fight?
0: No. You hadn't talked to him prior. I talked to his wife all the time. Okay. Uh, she, How did he she, feel about that? <laughs> no, no he, he's cool. I mean, he, he's like, I talked to his wife. His wife got me the ticket. She's like, hurry up, Anthony's fighting. And I was like, I was so excited for him. He'll be back. You, yeah. don't, you don't get cut after one loss, I don't think. Uh, plus he's, I think he's in the lightest division He's what 125 uh, He'll be back yeah. It's just a matter of he had a great camp You just get caught Sometimes you just get caught But you know a guy's going for your hook But you're a good wrestler So what do you do It's like ugh, I guess you gotta make it into a standing fight Right Fuck uh, Henry Cejudo That I didn't see He looked fucking I mean is he coming He looked great right. He looked like a fucking world class striker yeah, he's a
1: beast, man. Dude is a straight-up animal. I wasn't expecting him to be like that, though.
0: Gold medalist wrestler, and, he, and, he, and he's striking like a, like a champ. And afterwards, he says that MMA is easier than wrestling, I mean, <laughs> I, which is fucking crazy. I don't believe that in a heartbeat. I can't believe that. But I guess when you're, I guess it's easier than winning a gold medal. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, he looked great. And I was like, I even said I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how good he looked. Um, I I like, I like that. Cotto's going to be tough if he could just make weight. Now he's at a weight that actually makes sense. He missed weight four Four times. times I was going
1: to say, how many times
0: did he miss weight? Four times. Four times in a row. He missed weight. So I mean, I don't know, (laughs) but uh, but he's a strange guy. Like his old wrestling coaches say that the guy's undisciplined or like he's one of these guys. I think has like some mental issues. I mean, I guess when you're when you're Olympian focused and you're a gold medal, you obviously have something wrong with you, <laughs> and, it, and it probably in a good way. But when you're hyper focused like that, yeah. sometimes you cut out other things in the, the world, which like, like social aspects. Social aspects. You know, social Look social at Michael social. Phelps, like banging trannies and stuff, uh, you know. <laughs> tr- you no, know, you hear about that? No, I didn't. So Michael about Phelps that. goes to rehab, and the girl that he was dating comes out and says, "I used to be. I was born a man." Uh, allegedly, that's 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 that's, that's uh, you know, allegedly what happened. Which is nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that those are things that I would probably want to know when we start dating. And maybe there's certain signs. Are you now, or have you ever been <laughs> a man? I I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you know that? But I guess some girls are. I mean, who knows? Some girls are good at hiding it. But Ugh, uh, fuck, I don't know why she always made me do anal. <laughs> she, she, she only let me do anal. She, she only let me do anal. <laughs> In the uh, dark, who, who knows, man? But yeah, so I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was one of those things. Maybe she was born a man and right away got the surgery, like uh, you know, like one of those people that was born and right, you know, they have like a. Or she was like was grew up a man and then became a woman. I'm not really sure what exactly happened. Damn. All I know is that uh, th- those are some things that you might want to pay attention to when you're dating somebody. Right. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> pay attention. To. What are you shaking your head? You know I'm right. I know, that's what I'm shaking my head about. Uh, Funny. David, why, why David, David pay attention to that? you might want to know, like, <laughs> hey, if your girlfriend was born a man. You know, I, I know swimming is really important, but you might want to look up and be like, oh, hey, you know, there's an Adam's apple there. It's just maybe a, you know, maybe. Maybe she's better at giving handies than you are. You know, I don't who knows, you know. So all right. David McCod versus guy this guy David McCod came out to shake it off. I couldn't believe it. By Taylor Swift. You have to win if you come out with Taylor Swift. Just... If you don't you, look like he, you should get immediately cut.
1: You should get, right. you <laughs> that should be in the contract. If this is what you're coming out to, your your audience
0: He should have cut him right when he got out there before the fight even started. Like, like he comes out there, they hear Shake It Off. All right, done. It's over. Right. No contact. The fight's over. Right. <laughs> Honestly, if they said the fight's over, no one would even care. They'd be like, you know what? That's a good point. That is a that is a great cut. I totally agree with that. That was my favorite part of the entire event. Really? I thought it was awesome. Coming out to Shake It Off? I thought it was awesome. I, it was, I mean... It was different. It was definitely different. I give him credit, like sort of so uh, Joe Ellenberger, we talked about that fight. That was rough to watch. <gasps> Jamie Varner uh, I guess knocked himself out, but then became conscious again, and then tapped uh, and then retired, um, and then said, "Look, I, you know, I was thinking about retiring before the fight. If you're not retiring for the fight, maybe I, you shouldn't you, fight yeah, if
1: you're retiring before the fight, you're already defeated.
0: you shouldn't be fight and that's the thing. He looked like he was in great shape. he's a tough guy. You know, he went for one of those those crazy throws, uh, like oh. lateral drops, which may not. I mean, look, if you pull it off, great. But if you don't, you're you're kind of screwed. <laughs> By the way. I'll, uh but talk about that. Too many girls are going for the head and arm, which, which you know, is the first thing you. Te- I teach my kids not to do wrestling. It's like one of those moves. Even in regular wrestling, a head and arm is never really a good idea because you, you know it's easy to defend. You kind of miss it. You can miss it a lot, and then you end up t- getting a takedown. And especially in MMA, where you then your back is exposed. Right. I understand why you're doing it. Uh, the Ronda Rousey fight that she almost lost against Liz Carmouche, no. which. I would say it was due to a head and arm. I know she did it again in her last fight um, where she knocked the girl out in, in 12 seconds, whatever her name was, uh, Alexis, Davis. Alexis Davis. She did it and knocked the girl out with it. But I think it's a bad idea, and I think it's, I think the sport has evolved past that, and girls are going for that every time. I mean, you know, Heather went for her last fight, not this fight. Rowdy Beck went for it. Other girls are, and they're hitting it. A lot of these girls are hitting it. It just seems like a bad idea. If I was if I was coaching a girl, I'd be like, you know what, it's kind of a desperation. That, is that move. something that's trained? Yeah, yeah. In, you, you, I mean, it, I'm saying like, no, yeah, you do train go it. For it. If you can get it, sort of. I I just think you don't see a lot of guys going for it if right. ever because it's so easy to defend, right? And you're and if you miss, your back is exposed. Um. So anyway, that's not Jamie Varner. It was just a weird thing. Look, but if if you knocked yourself out in the fight, maybe give it a couple. Days to think about maybe I should retire or not because maybe your head is not really there. Right. I mean, Jamie Varner is an amazing fighter uh, and a legend in, in, in like some regards. He had some legendary wars. I Wouldn't say it was a legend. Maybe he's a legend. Sure, there are all these guys who are legends in my opinion. But um, it seemed like in a way he just wanted people to like him. He wanted people to ch- clap for him. He was in Arizona and he wanted the you know I'm retired and everyone applauded. But it was like what. <laughs> Like, well, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it's hard to knock a guy because he's had so many battles. He's never right. sort of had that type of thing. How old is he? He's 30-something years old. I it's, it's hard to knock a guy because he's been through so much. If he wants to retire and go out on his shield, sure. And I will support Jamie Varner, and I, I like Jamie Varner. I, I just wish maybe he would have... You know, he messed up in the in the fight, he, he hit a move, he knocked himself out, he, he then tapped, maybe give it a couple days and then announce your retirement. And I know you want to do it in front of all your fans, but I don't know, man, maybe... There's just something very strange about that whole thing. It was just didn't really feel right. Right. I don't know. And I don't want to knock the guy, because it's like, you don't want to knock a guy who, who just came along off a loss and kick him when he's down, and it's hard to comment on something like that. The Moraga fight, people went fucking ballistic. Honestly, holy yeah. I, I mean I, I wrote I haven't seen Mexicans that happy since Obama's <laughs> speech. I mean And like they were going crazy for Moraga. It was a lot of Mexicans in the crowd. Was right. it's Arizona? Was well, Arizona, yeah. And, and Mexicans cheer. They're, I love performing for Mexicans. They give the most energy. They laugh their asses off. They don't get offended. They're, they're the most emotional people. And They give you love like shit afterwards. Oh my god! Like afterwards. And afterwards, they adopt you. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, <laughs> they 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 throw candy at you. I I, I was I was that was a that was a cool experience. The Claudia fight against Joanna uh, Jedzerek. I, I mean, there's just all types of. Uh, Consonants here. I don't. I don't know how to spell her fucking her. Say her last name. It's J E D R E J D J Z D K. There should be a vowel in there somewhere. But I don't. (laughs) I don't know why there's not a vowel separating those letters. But uh, that was the best. That was the second best fight of the night. Yeah. That fight was a war. I still think Claudia won that fight. I think she got kind of robbed. I think the kick afterwards. The the, the, the punch after the uh, when they were being separated (laughs) by Eve. The crowd would have booed. Right. About Claudia losing until that, then they got yeah, pissed that, at her. Well,
1: that's what I said. When we were uh, when we were watching. I said she, I thought that she won the fight too. I said that that probably turned the judges off, though. I think the judges
0: had their scores before that. Really? But I think the crowd got turned off. The yeah. crowd was like, you know what? If you're going to kick people after the bell, you know, like this, when the, you know, we're not going to support you. I still think she won that fight. Um, I think that uh, that girl, both those girls are going to be a tough fight for Carla, though. Hold, they're going to be tough. Yeah, that's that's not an easy fight for Carla. Um, Those girls are tough Tougher than a Freaking Waffle
1: House (laughs) T-Bone
0: Yes Tougher than a Waffle House T-Bone That's exactly what I was thinking Did you prank call them too As opposed to watching the fucking fights on Friday Alright so um, (laughs) Adam is on one today uh, Stefan Struve Overeem That was hard to watch Did Overeem look weird to you His body Well he's You know he eats horses (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you're on a fucking horse diet, your body's... The, when you eat Mr. Ed and fucking, you know, for a living. Right. I don't... He looked great, though. That takedown was great. Yeah. I mean, he looked great. Oh, damn, Stefan. Come on, son. I think Stefan may have to... Have, I wanted Stefan
1: to... Yeah. What, he lost to Mark Hunt last fight, right?
0: Yeah, I think... Well, he lost to Hunt. Last fight, he didn't come out because he had some kind of anxiety attack or right, something right, right. or something, and then... This fight, I know that uh, those damn Mark Hunt fights could take everything out of you. Hell so yeah. Fighters are never the same after that. Uh, Did he even
1: like, get a tooth lodged in his cheek meat? Yeah, it was God unbelievable. Damn. Uh
0: You know, like I, I wrote a joke about after the Varner thing that fighters are now retiring before they get the, the talk from Rogan. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you heard about that with Bright and Rogan? Well, you didn't hear about that?
1: Well, he was just telling him to retire,
0: basically. Uh, I, I well, I didn't want to talk about it. We talked about it all last thing. I mean, Brogan basically told that he's not an elite fighter uh, on the podcast, and that he's got to change some stuff, or otherwise he's worried about him. It was a long talk. That wasn't the only thing he talked. It, it was it, it was out of love. It was crazy, though. If wow. you want to, it was a good interview. It was crazy to listen to that. How did Chau react to that? Uh. I'm going to have you listen to it. I'm All not right. going to speak for Shab. But it was, uh, you know, one of those things where. Certain guys out there, you don't want to. I mean, you don't want to see him take too much brain damage. And, right. and Stephen Struve has been hit a lot. Right. And knocked out it's by Roy Nelson. Knocked out by Hunt. Yeah, now, heavyweight, now heavyweight knockouts. And that's the <laughs> thing. And you don't want to be pulling guard against guys like Overeem. Not that he pull guard, he got taken down. But you want to be back on and your he's feet.
1: Like, <laughs> in the corner of the fence with those head kind of yeah. fucked up, just getting
0: drilled. Oh God, that was that was hard to watch. The Nate Diaz is hard to watch too.
1: Yeah, I wanted Nate to win that fight, but. I knew right from the onset that that fight was going to be well,
0: he, and he, one-sided. He came out five pounds over, you know, five pounds, four ounces of hash. Uh, he <laughs> completely completely missed weight, and he was like, uh, I mean, it's not like Nate Diaz coming five pounds over. He came in five pounds over. It looked like he wasn't, didn't look physically like he was in the best shape of his life. He's been in better – we've seen Nate in better shape. Right. He had no answer for those leg kicks. Yeah, a million of those things. <clears throat> oh, man. His leg was tore up. And I, Nate's got a heart – I, I love Nate. I love both Diaz brothers. Those guys are great. I will support them forever. But, you know, like Dana's like he's got to take it seriously. I mean, coming in five pounds over and then after the fight, within five minutes, he posts a picture on Instagram of him holding a, – a, of a, a joint. N- not even holding a joint, but just a joint, like smoking weed. Well, and the thing about Nate, you know <laughs> – you, why? You don't have to do that. Your fans are you're already a beloved character or keeping it real. You're already hated or you're already loved. Right. There's nobody that has is on the fence with like you right. People either love yeah, you I really like him. or they hate you. <laughs> right. You know, that's not really winning anybody over, I don't think. Some people are like, legend, yeah, oh, so cool. i like they thought you were cool before. And, and then Nick Diaz says, look, I'm proud of my brother. He, you know, he was dealing with a lot of stuff before the fight, meaning he was injured. If you're dealing with injuries and stuff, then why not just pull out of the fight? Right. Those guys made a lot of money. They have money. I think, I think that they don't need to. Uh, maybe they don't have money. But I, I don't know how much money is it to live in Stockton? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not Beverly Hills. I mean, those guys are. I don't think I don't see them driving around in you know Escalades. Right. Uh, it seems like they're pretty." you know, smart with their money, I would, I think, maybe how much, maybe they're putting money on the weed. Diaz and, brothers are frugal. I, I don't know if they're frugal, but, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. My whole thing is, if you're hurt, don't fight. Right. And I get it, and of course there's an extent to like how much you're hurt, but if you're hurt to the point where you can't block a leg kick, you know, it's like, like
1: being a comedian and then losing your voice and trying to do the show anyway and then bombing.
0: I've done that before. I, right. I've done it. Sometimes the show must go on, but it's but but you're not getting your fucking brain caved in either <laughs> with, during a comedy show. So I don't know, man. I don't think they're they're not gonna they're not going to not going to cut Nate Diaz, or but at the same time, he's got to figure something out. I These mean,
1: certain names they won't be cut.
0: Yeah, I mean, just, the just Diaz brothers are just. I mean, even Dana said, like, look, when you when you go into business with the Diaz brothers, you expect a certain amount of lunacy or whatever the word he <laughs> used. Right. Yeah, man, that was, that was rough to watch yeah. That was rough to watch Because uh, you don't want to see any Diaz get beat up like that Right you, who, who wants to see that? Right Dos Anjos is a beast Which shows how good Khabib is And Donos Anjos is ranked above Khabib What the fuck how is that? How is that possible? How is that possible? <laughs> Khabib has never lost a minute of a fight Never a minute even, Not even to a bear Not even to a... He's beaten the bear twice <laughs> You look at that video, there's a rematch clause, and then he beats the bear again. (laughs) He beats the bear twice, and he's ranked below a guy that he's better than. Right. uh, that, That he beat. And he handily beat him. Yeah. How is that possible? Tell me. <laughs> Somebody tell me how that's possible. MMA math doesn't add up. No, it doesn't add anymore. All right, so and then finally the uh, the A fight. Even though Stipe says I'm not funny on Twitter just now, I got a bunch of and he. Really? Well, he, we have a, you know we have a relationship where he goes. I'll uh, be like, hey I man, he posts this video. He goes, here's another here's another video. It's not funny from MMA roasted. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take it with, yeah, a gra- with I take it with a grain of salt. You know, I I, I like Stepe a lot, um, and I I will always be supportive of Stepe. Uh, I thought that fight should have been a draw. Yeah, that was like, yeah, he won the first two, he loses the next two. It's all about the fifth round, and that was I don't know how he even scored that fifth round. It was pretty damn close. Yeah, we were at the bar at,
1: at, in the at the Looney Bin and watching that fight, and the entire bar went nuts.
0: It was a great fight. Yeah. It was a great fight. I watched it with the sound off uh, because there was no... And I thought that it was it was real close. It, uh, it was real. One judge had it like four rounds to one. Yeah, for, yeah. I was, come on. How is that possible?
1: is ridiculous though, man. Uh, Daniel introduced me to him and... Became, I became a fan of his immediately because you expect him to talk with that thick foreign accent. Yeah, a yeah. Dude named Steve oh, I no. From the <laughs> he's,
2: he's like, "What's up, man?" He went to Cleveland State <laughs> right. with Gerald Harris,
0: exactly. and he played. I said the guy. The guy's got you know nothing but respect for that guy. He's a fireman, an EMT, a fighter, nice guy. You never hear anything bad about him. I like even if you don't think I'm funny, Stepe. I still think you're fucking. He thinks you're funny. Of course. I hope so. So, and uh, if he doesn't, whatever. No, but of course he goes. M.A. Rose is not funny, and all these haters from other websites are like, see, now I'm a fan of Stepe. He's not funny. Uh, okay, he was kidding around, you dumb fucks. And mm-hmm. and, and, and number two, really, like <laughs> <laughs> that's what he needed was a dude that
1: you don't know to co-sign.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know he's not gonna let you blow him. So you know. <laughs> so Jose Canseco called out CM Punk. Did he point at him with his missing finger? That was a joke. He actually... That was a big prank. It was... You've been consecoed. Really? He, yeah, he didn't actually shoot off his finger. Oh. Was, I guess that's a joke. Oh, I was okay. actually... One time I was at the diner... He at was Mel- trying to sell it on eBay. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> <Or Craigslist> at... I <laughs> some dumb shit. I was actually at Mel's Diner one time, and he was there. Yeah. And I was... And he's a big dude. Yeah, he's huge. I was going to order him a uh, juice as a joke. That's hilarious. But I was afraid he wouldn't find it funny. Said, what kind of juice is it? Does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> here's some juice and write a book about it afterwards so uh, yeah so he called out I would watch CM Punk and Seiko. I think Seiko's too big for him though no? I don't know I mean at that point it's just about the spectacle of the
1: the thing it's not about skill and watching
0: oh but now, now it's, oh, but, but watching who's he gonna fight uh, CM Punk it's gonna be competitive maybe one of these guys in the UFC Ultimate Fighter China one of those guys <laughs> that's like two and one or the Ultimate Fighter you know you know Iraq, whatever. Is one of these other Ultimate Fighters that they have, I, I can't. So see. What's his
1: wrestling pedigree? Does he? Have, does he come from like a turnbuckles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not like a collegiate. No, no, beast. He, no. His wrestling pedigree is uh, tables, ladders, and chairs matches and stuff, <laughs> right? Which is still strong, but that's his pedigree. That's so, crazy. Uh, all right. So now, uh, UFC Brazil this week. I, I have. Uh, have Dominic talked about it uh, before you got here, but. In case you guys are wondering, we recorded the Dominic uh, thing before T-Rex got here. That's why he's not on that call. That's, and then we started over and started the show. I'm sure you're all wondering that. Everybody's wondering. <laughs> Heaven's the whole world is fucking wondering that. All right, so um, uh, Pat Cummings is fighting this week. Uh-oh. Excited about that. He's barista. A, he's fighting a tough guy, though. Antonio Carlos Jr., who's like undefeated like guy. A, uh, guy that gets coffee out of the mountains. That's not Dos Caras Jr., is it? Because he got signed recently, too. Antonio you know who that is, right? No Carlos Jr. the guy who won, Jr. wore Jr. Mask and got head kicked by Krokop and
1: Brown and then him. blood started pouring out of the eye socket. No, this him. guy was on the Ultimate Fighter <laughs> Brazil. Okay. I just kinda of freaked
0: out back here for a No, he's fighting Antonio <laughs> Carlos Jr. But the guy's <laughs> but this guy's a world champion, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world champion. This guy's not gonna be easy for Pat Cummings. Uh, he's giving They're giving him a tough, tough fight. And Biggie Mike Rhodes, one of my favorite yeah, people, fighting Eric Silva. Another guy, yeah. they're throwing him to the wolves too. His last fight, he had to fight in Australia against the guy who won, uh, he fought a guy, the guy won the Ultimate Fighter, Tough Nations. He fought him in, basically, his hometown. Uh, he's lost two unanimous yeah. decisions. What? Yeah. Okay. He fought Robert Whittaker. Yeah, he lost that fight. Uh, and now he's fighting Eric Silva, who's, you know... Not an easy fight for uh, Biggie and Mike Rhodes. Eric Silva's a tough guy, but he can be beat. He can be beat though by guys like he beat. He lost to Matt Brown. Right. He lost to Dong Kim, but that was a crazy lucky punch. I'm sorry. It was even <laughs> Come even said, and and he, and he lost to John Fitch, but he's beaten other guys. Uh, so I, I want Biggie and Mike Rhodes to win. I'm really hoping he wins. Yeah, he's a
1: friend. He's a friend of the show.
0: But man, tough fight. In he's one of these guys that like. Goes to these other countries and just like oh, I'll fight him. <laughs>
1: right. Fuck. Um, Biggie Mike Rhodes.
0: So yeah, gives good, good fights this week. And then also my buddy, uh, uh, what's his name is fighting the guy from uh, the guy that beat Burrell. Johnny Bedford's fighting. Mitch mean? You know? no, no, Johnny Bedford is fighting. Oh. Mitch Gagnon's is fighting Burrell. Johnny Johnny oh, Bedford's yeah. fighting. I can't wait to watch Bedford this week. I like that guy a yeah. lot. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that's, uh... Fight Breakdowns? That's the Fight Breakdowns. So, what do you got this week? Anything fun?
1: No. <laughs> I'm doing the uh, Laugh Factory on Sunday in Long Beach. Nice. That's yeah, fun. That's fun. That'll be fun. But as far as shows go now, that's it for the week.
0: I'm at, uh, where am I at? I'm in San Diego at the Madhouse Comedy Club Thursday night. Nice. And then, uh, Friday... Do they we're... do full weekends there? They do. But not... Uh, but I don't know what the deal is. And then Friday, I'm at Inside Jokes Comedy Club. Nice. And then uh yeah, and then we're in Vegas. Me That's and T right. Rex are in Vegas at the Bally's Casino. Dude, I wanted to say that we should do we should do
1: a show uh, uh, a show where we're um a podcast? Yeah, a podcast where we're doing Oh, like, yeah, the, oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. And we, then, But also even... do stand up.
0: Oh no, we can't even get into the fucking our own room here. <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> You weren't here last week. We had to. We were in the janitor's room doing the podcast. Me and Marina. It was. Uh, I felt like I. Was, no, we were. In, yeah, because I don't you know.
1: On your, on your iPhone. Yeah, we
0: had to record it. Basically, we had. We what I did was we actually recorded the podcast into a soda can, <laughs> and then which uh, is connected to another thing, and then they played it that way. It was. It was. It was great. It's great. It great. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know We're very happy to be here At Fox Sports Honestly We are This is Honestly I am I'm happy that someone Actually is uh, Gives me a facility And if I have to wait outside For three hours While (laughs) listening to Christmas carols Fucking so be it Right That's just Par for the course I mean It's always good When our producer doesn't.
1: Evan's face Your face today Has been so funny to me It's great
0: When our producer Doesn't show up To the fucking podcast DJ doesn't show up And it gives us Evan Who who, who then's like You know Fuck it Uh, You know Let him wait Dominic Cruz can wait Who the fuck is Dominic Cruz Right, I mean, he's only the the fucking the reigning the champion for three years, and is twenty seven and one. No, fuck it. We have to we have to hear haul out the sleigh bells ringing. That's fucking that's 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 way more fucking important. And then why would my fucking co host be here other than anything other than forty five minutes early when I'm paying him? Fuck it. All right. So anyway, that's (laughs) makes total fucking sense, people. Total sense. Welcome to my fucking world. Anyway <laughs> You're frazzled Frazzled but. Yeah no I got this girl I've been dating I, she, uh, she, She's sweet She's cool She's, she's beautiful I mean, what, What's she, she doing with you? I don't know she, She's blind <laughs> She's blind and deaf she, She's got no uh, She can't see actually No no she's um, She's a cool chick She's cool nice. chick So I think I might actually Take this seriously Really? Yeah, yeah Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does she live? Uh, she lives in Hollywood Oh okay She drives a motorcycle what? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, she got. She's like sort of like a hipster kind of. She got like. She's all. She's like got sleeves. Oh, nice. Half, she's a beautiful girl, and, and she, she used to wrestle in high school. Really? Yeah, yeah kind of cool.
1: Is, is she, uh, would you? If she said, "All right, we're gonna go out on a date, but I'm gonna pick you up on the motorcycle. You have to sit on the back." Would you do it?
0: I uh, sit on her face. Uh, <laughs> what I? Yeah, I would do it. Sure. Why not? Really? Yeah. Would you do that, Evan? Riding the back is. Yeah, no, I think it's great. There was a kid in my in my middle school. It was like one of the worst kids in my school. He was like, uh, he was like this kid was like he was like fifteen in the seventh grade, you know. But he was like (laughs) the toughest kid in the school. Like he was known as like you don't want to mess with this kid. This kid Chad, and he used to have a moped when no no one else had like mopeds. And he said he would let girls drive the moped. He would go in the back and grab their boobs while they drove because if they let go, they would die. So that oh was, my god! Yeah, this kid. This kid was, he <laughs> was like little titties that much. Like, like his. That, like, that was his, his. That was his. That was his. His thing. I was like, oh my god, ruthless. Fifteen-year-old kid. His kid was like the worst kid ever. But uh, what was his name Bill Cosby. Yeah, Bill Cosby. His name <laughs> is Bill Cosby. And then he would t- give them water, and they would pass out, and he would. <laughs> I actually believe Cosby for the first twenty-seven girls, but if it's twenty, if from 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 twenty-eight to sixty, I'm like, there's no way this is like, dude, yeah. what's the number right now? It, it's like higher than the lotto. It, it, it's Come like on. It's they they have like a you know how they have like the like the lotto the running numbers. Right. Like, that's like Bill, uh, Bill Cosby's girls. This is just getting preposterous. Oh my god, it's crazy, 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 crazy. Anyway, so we got a big show today. We got Dominic Cruz. We got Tyron Woodley. And T-word. We, got, we got Desmond Green, a guy that you may not know now, but you will know in the future, trust me. So uh, let's talk to Dominic Cruz right now.
2: Hello,
0: Dominic Cruz, what's up, man? It's Adam Hunter. Yo. How are you, brother?
3: Good. How are you?
0: Good. So I got you right before you go to Brazil, right? You're, uh, you're uh, flying out today?
3: I am actually just getting ready to take off.
0: Nice. Well, congratulations, man, on your last fight. That was amazing. By the way, that was awesome.
3: Thanks. It was a while ago. It feels like.
0: <laughs> but how good did it feel to get back in there, man? I mean, I mean, just from three years off to, to just go out there and just blast through uh, uh, Mezagaki. How 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 crazy was that?
3: You know, it was pretty surreal. I it happened so fast, like the fight that I almost like. I don't know, I felt like I didn't even really feel it. It was weird. It was it was uh, one of the fastest fights I've ever had and it was just it was just surreal feeling because I put, you know, three years of rehab in and just so much thought into all this time I've been off that going there and it went that quick it, it tripped me out. It was weird.
0: I and mean, was that three years of frustration and just being like just injury, just all like was that just out on that guy?
3: I can't deny that I was frustrated but I would say it was deeper than that. It was more just like missing something that you really enjoyed. You know, I really learned how much I actually enjoy fighting when I didn't have it, and how much I and how much it keeps me level-headed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like when, when you when you were out, was there a time that you were just like, man, it's, I'm not going to come back? Is, is this? I mean, was that going through your head?
3: You know, as somebody who looks at things uh, relatively like as an analyst, I was pretty much like, well, I'm young enough that no matter what the situation is, if I want it bad enough, I can make it happen when I first hurt my knees. Uh, so now it's like, well, I just want to, I just have to want it. So I pretty much said, well, as long as I think positive, I'll do it. So I never gave the time to think, oh, I'm not going to make it back. Right away, I said, when I first injured it, that it was never going to be an option to quit and to not come back. No matter what circumstance, as long as I was young enough, my body was still working well enough uh, all around to be strong and in its prime. And I'm still at that point, so I'm just doing the work.
0: Now, how did you how did you keep your weight down the whole time? Or did you? My
3: body's really strange in the sense of my metabolism. It's just really quick. I have a fast metabolism. It's not really a problem at all. In fact, I gain weight when I train, and I lose weight when I stop training. And that's due to like muscle and fat and all that stuff. You know, muscle weighs more than fat. So when I stop training, I actually turned into a skinny fat guy. <sighs> kind of look like you know, skinny and fat. I mean, how else you gotta explain it?
0: I was so proud of you, man. I don't know if people know this, but we—you know—I directed that uh, the video you did, the Storage Wars with Phil Davis, and I met you then, and you were such a nice and humble guy and uh and even when I like make fun of you and I roasted I could tell like you're always like, hell oh, man, you know, thanks. You keep me out there and you're a really good sport. So I was I I I've always been a really big fan of yours, man, and I was really really proud of you and happy for you."
3: Well, it's always nice to hear when when um, you know, you got people who follow you, follow what you do and you know, it's kind of like a win for them, which it is for you is what I feel like sometimes. So Every you, you know to hear it, it's always nice. I appreciate hearing it.
0: Now, were you were you planning on saying Alpha fails, or was that just like a did that just come to you?
3: Honestly, that was something that just kind of came to me. I don't know why. I just was, you know, ready. I just the truth is, those guys, everybody in that camp is going to be in the top probably ten. If they're in the 135 pound division, I would assume always. I would. They're a great camp. They they always fight hard. They've got good heads on their shoulders. They're all athletic. Um, and when they all train together, they make each other stronger. So I figure they're going to be in the top ten anyway. I figure I'm going to be facing these guys no matter what under all circumstances. So me versus Alpha Fail, that sounds good to me.
0: <laughs> now, I, I know like I, I've hung out with Faber. He seems like a real nice guy. I hung out with you. you seem like you're a real nice guy. Do you think it's just because you guys are in the same weight class and you fought each other, that's why there's animosity? Or do you really not like the guy?
3: You know... It's hard to say because I haven't ever met him when I'm not competing against him. If that makes any sense, like it's hard to say what it would be like to not be competing against the guy. Um, I've only I've only known him. I mean, the very first time I've ever seen him, we were getting ready to square off the night after we met. So it's hard to say what it would be like to know him any other way. Um, I'd have to wait and see when that happens. Till then.
0: Uh, he acts like a turd bucket. <laughs> I mean, th- th- you guys are both very competitive. He was your first loss. I mean, you were 9-0 and before that fight. And then um, you obviously, uh, he hit you with the uh, guillotine in your first fight. Your first fight ever in a WEC was for the title, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that in itself. How did you deal with that? And uh, and how much did that motivate you to when you beat him? How how nice was it to, to like get your redemption and actually beat him the second time?
3: more than anything it was just nice to know what I was missing. It was nice to know that all I needed to do was focus on my jiu-jitsu, my jiu-jitsu defense, and then uh more and more and more the offense and uh my game would be complete as I did fine with him standing, fine with him wrestling. Uh He showed me the hole that I needed to fill. So I started killing his jiu-jitsu tournaments and um just focused on my jiu-jitsu. My very first coach was uh Drew Fickett and from there Went to Barrett Yoshida was my first real ground coach, and uh, he showed me a ton of stuff, and he's amazing to, to learn from. So I had him, and that really helped me with my defense. And then from there, uh, you know, I went to a, to a couple other people, and now I'm with um, Neil Melanson, and he's helping me link together my ground game with my striking and everything mixed together. So everything's good, and honestly, that all came from a loss that I had learning all that came from a loss that I had. And I made a choice when I lost that fight to to just say, you know, there's no excuse for it, I lost. And uh, you know, that's something that's helped me adjust to it and accept it and move forward with that thought process. To not make an excuse for it, to not say, you know, I didn't I, I you know, I didn't really lose that, I just got caught. But a lot of people do that I feel like, but I really accepted it and moved forward from it. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you really, uh, you know, you obviously learned from it and came back and and, and beaten, you know, beaten, that's your only loss. Now, how, when are you fighting TJ? How healthy are you? How do you see this fight going? Let's talk about that.
3: You know, I feel good. Uh, TJ, I don't know, he just had surgery on his elbow. He's healing from that. I got no problem with that. That gives me more time to to get timing back. I've been out a long time. Um, So it's good for me to just have that. That extra work and and just keep grinding. Until then, I'll just fight him when he's ready.
0: Uh, that's crazy. That, that's crazy that you're not the one injured uh, going into a fight now. Um,
3: yeah, let's let's not let's not even uh, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> in this game, you can get injured at any, at any point. So no,
0: no, of course. It. I mean, I, I you know, there was so many like I, I you know, like I, even after your fight, I'm like, I can't wait to see him fight again in 2019. And uh, he injured himself, you know, calling out Team Alpha Male. So I totally understand. Now, by the way, now you being the champ for as long as you were living in San Diego, are, are like chicks just mobbing you? Are you getting tons of puss? I mean, t- talk about that.
3: <laughs> you know, chicks, you know, that's all about what you're putting out. Uh, women are attracted to, you know, uh, an energy that you put out. And right now I'm so focused on training and fighting and just trying to make money and establish my life that, are the least of my uh, concerns.
0: But come on, yeah. I mean, you—I mean, you're—you you're, are the—I think you're the—you're still the champion. I mean, like, does it bother you that like Pettis got to keep his belt after being out for two years, and now King gets to keep his belt, but they took away your belt?
3: No, I, mean, they, I was out a lot longer than those guys. Uh, in all fairness, I was—I was hurt for a long time. I had so many injuries; it was stupid. They were all stacked up on each other. And to be honest, it's really not hard to win the belt back if you deserve it. So it's uh, it, it hasn't taken long for me to get back in there and compete and show that I'm at least willing to compete for the title right away, first fight in three years. So as long as I'm good enough to compete for it, they can try to take whatever they want, take away whatever they want. Um, I'll just earn it back. It's not a problem.
0: Now, how do you like working at uh, Fox Sports as like an analyst?
3: I like it. You know, it's what I do, anyways. My brain just works that way. So to sit down, talk about it, make money explaining it, and uh, be good at doing it, why not?
0: Yeah, no, you are really good at it. I mean, you're you know, you're very you're very even tempered, which is why I think like your last fight was so crazy because you got to see like the fucking crazy Dominic Cruz, You know, as as opposed to like the, you know, you're you're you seem like a very relaxed guy. But um, uh, could we talk about your old roommate, by the way? Could talk about that at all?
3: Okay, my old roommate. Who was my old roommate? Uh, War Machine. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean,
0: because I, I, I remember you telling me that, and I'm like, I can't believe you and War Machine were roommates. Now, uh, I mean, what was that like? Were you guys friends? Uh, what was that like? What, was he insane? And
3: we, well, what happened is when I first moved to San Diego, it was about a year ago, um, he was training at Undisputed, which was a gym that I was training at at one point. And, um, we met through there and I ended up becoming, you know, his roommate years later. And I was, I lived with him for about a year and he, you know, he's never, never gone to the issue he, he had, but I had it, when all this stuff happened, I hadn't talked to him in about four years Four right. so, since, since all this stuff happened. So I just kind of was on the outside. He kind of, he kind of looked like banned me because I was with Alliance. And he wasn't able to train with us because we were having, you know, some problems with, with him not kind of being a loose cannon. We didn't want any problems, to be honest. And so that's why we, we disassociated our, uh, our camp. Uh, and he trained with a, undisputed at that point. I was always cool with him one-on-one, but we just never talked. And, um, he ended up getting into all this trouble and it's, it's, it's sad to see. But were you it's Really were you, sad to see
0: Were you roommates with him While he was in like a, While he was a uh, porn star I'm sorry Like while he was doing porn Was that when you guys were roommates No nope. Oh it was No befo- we
3: were roommates We were roommates before all of that
0: Oh but okay
3: I could see Even then I could see How that would be a future career
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah yeah I mean he's had That guy's had uh, Fuck man I mean That
3: guy got That girl, That
0: guy always got the girls No question about it Girls love him. Um, yeah, women love maniacs. That's the sad fucking... They're not all women. I mean, some women. Um, now, uh, so speaking of which, so so who, who do you like this week? Now, you're going to, you're going to Brazil. You're going to work at the uh, the Bader-Machita fight. Who do you like in that fight? Not Bader, but uh, Dalloway-Machita.
3: I got to go with Machita on that just because striking is so nice. and You know, uh, Dalloway has about a round, I, I'd say, to... Probably finish Machida uh, in order to have a, a real good chance because is so comfortable on his feet. Dolloway isn't. So it's a matter of can Dolloway take him down. Well, I'd say he has a round to take down Machida. After that, Machida's going to adjust to his takedown style, the way that he chooses which type of takedowns he, he picks. He's going to adjust to it, and then after that, it's going to be a rough night. But uh, he's got a round to try to get the takedown to beat him up. Other than that... Uh, an entire fight with Michita on his feet sounds not fun.
0: Yeah, I don't see how he wins this fight, but he seems to—you know—he's one of these guys that in Brazil he just he just does really well in Brazil for some reason. He, like uh, I
3: said, he can win it in a round. I'd say I mean, he definitely has the—he definitely has the athleticism, definitely has the skills. He's just not quite comfortable enough, and his brain won't allow him to be comfortable enough striking to uh, go. You know.
0: Fifteen plus minutes, if he needs, if he needs to. Now, uh, Burrell versus versus Mitch, Mitch Gagnon. Burrell was ranked number one versus Mitch, who's now ranked number fourteen. Um, which I guess that that was the punishment he got for missing weight and everything. Uh, he has to now. I mean, I don't. He has. It's basically a no-win fight for him, other than maybe an easy tune-up fight. But Mitch Gagnon's pretty tough. I mean, he's got. He's won. He has nine first-round finishes. He won his last nine out of ten fights. Who do you like in this fight?
3: Um, I got to go with Barao on this just because he, he seems to have more weapons. I mean, Gagnon, uh, he, is, he is tough, he is threatening, and he can fight, no question. I just think that Barao's a little bit more dynamic with the weapons that he has. He's got kicks, he's got punches, he's got you know uh, solid defense, great hips, very hard to take down. So he makes it a one-dimensional kickboxing fight with Gagnon. And the question is, can Gagnon take a one-dimensional kickboxing fight with Barao? One-on-one in a kickboxing match, I'd probably take Burrell with a reach, uh, size advantage. Um, so I got to go with Burrell.
0: Were you surprised that uh, TJ beat Burrell the way he did?
3: I wasn't su- uh, The way he did, I was surprised he just slapped him. I'm not surprised he beat him. I knew I knew mixing it up like the way he does was going to get Burrell problems, as that was something I was going to do. And um, you just got to make it unconventional, and that's what, that's what he did.
0: Now, obviously, the, 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 the hot topic right now for the past two weeks has been CM Punk. Uh, everyone is calling this guy out. I mean, you know, between Bisping calling him out and now women are calling him out now in the UFC. It just seems like that's the thing to do. Uh, Dodson called him out, and then Santa told him to get back to work. Uh, who do you – now, what do you feel about the whole CM Punk thing? Well,
3: uh, the way I look at it, is at it you know, it's like, How's it going to hurt any of the fighters? I don't know why they care, first of all. It doesn't bother any of us. He's either good enough or he isn't. If he's not good enough, he's going to get smashed in the first fight, no question, which is likely. Uh, if he is good enough, he survives, and I still say he doesn't win, but he survives. You know, The UFC or the cream of the crop, we're the best fighters in the world. I think the UFC knows that. They have no question about that. But CM Punk's following, his name value is, tremendous you know better than anybody in the usc possibly so why not let him come over and see how he does and give him a shot he's put in the time and the effort and the work uh in in his other career to to have him even have a shot
0: yeah but isn't Um, that kind of isn't that kind of insulting to you guys Uh, a guy with you know zero wrestling experience other than like pro wrestling he's a white belt in jiu-jitsu he's never sparred other than a handful of times uh, you know, yeah, he's putting the work in the WWE, but there are guys out there who are you know, fifteen and O or fifteen and one, and you know, in RFA or CFA or some of these, uh, you know, smaller you know, promotions.
3: The way I look at it is this, and this is all honesty: the art of self-promotion is literally a job now. CM Punk's self-promotion industry is better than anybody in the UFC, and that's what gave him the opportunity. Because he yeah. can put butts in his teeth. People are willing to go watch him either lose, make a fool of himself, or do great. They will be there to watch. The views will probably go up. That being said, that's a job now. That's part of the industry of fighting is self promotion, building your own brand, having name value.
0: So, I mean, like, it's, so you're, you're to saying to if, like, Oprah, let's, let's, that, so let's know. say, so let's say uh, Oprah wanted to compete in the women's division. Oprah Winfrey was like, I want to, I can cut down the 135. And I want to fight. Never happened. I, 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 I want to fight. You know, she goes on the D Dolce diet. Uh, do you think they should let Oprah fight in the women's division?
3: How, how much? I would pay probably like at least $100 to watch Oprah get her butt booked.
0: Okay. So, so honestly, so Oprah versus Ronda That'd Rousey. You, you that pay $100. would be crazy. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't want to see Oprah fight? I I I mean sure I'm, I'm just but it, it, that, aren't you opening the floodgates for like anybody who's a self-promoter can now join the w- I mean you know they wouldn't let CM Punk join the Lakers you know they they wouldn't let him join join the, the uh you know the uh, the New England Patriots like, like sh- why should they let him join the the, uh, the the UFC
3: I get what you're saying and and in that respect I do understand and I do agree that it kind of makes makes us as fighters like, all right, so are you guys any good? Well, the truth is you're as good as you go out there and perform yourself. Um, the show's not responsible for each and every individual. We're responsible for building our own brand under the show's platform. So as long as I go out there and win every single fight I have, go out there and win titles, perform, do what I need to do, um, there's no way to put a negative connotation on myself. It's just impossible. Right, I create my own career with my own fights. Yeah. No matter what CM Punk does, no matter how silly he acts, no matter how bad he gets beat down, no matter if they bring Oprah Winfrey in, she is not going to affect my career, the money I make, or my own name value.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, you ever think about going into like political office, Dominic? Because I would, I, I'd vote for you. You have a very, uh, you have a very sane head. So. What do you mean? Meaning, you make a lot of sense. You're you're obviously a good analytical guy, and you uh, you make a lot of sense. So. Well, I
3: just look at it like you know the UFC knows what they're doing, man. We wouldn't even I wouldn't even have my job to this point without them doing what they've done already. They see something ahead that we don't. They see something from a different dynamic. They see something from a different angle. Whatever it is, whether I disagree or agree, I have to say how many. If I could sit down with Lorenzo and Dana right now for 5 hours and ask them nothing but business questions and ha- and they would have to answer every question I that I asked I would be in luck if that makes any sense
0: it does right? make sense okay. so people, but but nobody's foolproof okay. and people always make, people people can make mistakes i mean you know you can't just give anyone 100% trust cuz somebody can i mean people are people are just people no one nobody's perfect and the cm Punk can, could could be a, what if he goes in there and gets murdered right what if he goes yeah, he in might. there
3: he might he very well might but on the other end how's that a loose situation for the ufc
0: i mean now? literally gets murdered i'm not saying like he gets beat like he literally dies he, like
3: no our refs are too good okay we'll go with that
0: refs is too good. All right, okay,
3: go ahead and go with the fact that the rest is too good. But I'm going to say, even if he goes in there and gets beat down, now it proves that the UFC is legit. Come in here and try to make a try to make a joke of this, and you get hurt. Yeah, right, CM Punk. You know that's how that exactly what it's going to turn into be, in my opinion. But um, who knows how athletic or how good this guy really is? And I I don't mind giving him a shot with the name value that he that he has.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. Um, I, I completely hear you, and uh, I understand. What you? Are you? What, uh, are you in Sa- I'm in San Diego. Uh, when are you? When are you back in San Diego? Uh,
3: it won't be until Monday.
0: Okay, because I'm, I'm I'm in there in January, and I still can't believe you're not taking advantage of the, the hottest women in the world live in San Diego, and you you, you tell me, Dominic, Cre- is that how you feel? I totally. Right.
3: I mean, it's all opinion based, you know. I think there, I think there's beautiful women everywhere
0: there are but not they're more in San Diego I honestly and Arizona too I mean you you grew up in uh, Tucson right I mean Tucson
3: Tucson. Arizona does have beautiful women
0: yeah and they they they, they seem pretty easy too
3: (laughs) well I I don't know about that man I mean I'm not going going out there like it's a buffet (laughs) I'm just going out there and I'm, I'm recognizing the fact that beautiful women do live in Arizona
0: have you ever injured yourself having sex or no have I what? Ever injured yourself having sex? No, oh. can't say that I have. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I get worried about you, man. I get worried about you. Well, Dominic, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you catch your flight, dude. Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast, dude. Thank you so much, man. I am I'm such a fan.
3: Thanks for having me, Mr. Hunter. <laughs> Control yourself.
0: I will. Okay. I, you're the best. You ha- best. Have a have a, have a great time in Brazil. We'll do. Take care. All right. That was Dominic Cruz. Tyron Woodley. What's up, brother? Hey, it's Adam Hunter and T-Rex. How are you, man? What's up? Doing good. Good to, good to have good you on the show. T-Rex. What's going on, Polo Assassin? I'm just assassinating. Nice, man. <laughs> so, so, so we got you. You doing the the, the the countdown special right now? We're, we got you during a, a a break. Yeah, it's
4: um, it's happening really in January, but we're
0: gonna act like it's happening today. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. Now now you got UFC one eighty three. You are the co headliner against Kelvin Gastelum. Uh this is a big fight, man. You guys two up and coming hungry hungry guys that are in the top ten. How are you prepared for this fight? What are you thinking about? What's the game plan? Talk to us.
4: Man, I feel good. You know, the game plan is just uh to, to be a little bit better in each area, you know. It it's at the level in this sport where you're not going to basically be able to pull away so far from all these different competitors. Everybody's good. Everybody's tough. Everybody's durable. Everybody can wrestle. So all the top 10 guys are pretty tough. But, you know, just to pull away a few inches here in each department, you know, can add up to us in a fight. You know, um, I just don't see a lot of guys in the division that are, that they're gonna allow you to pull pull away like miles, you know what I mean. Where you're gonna be that much better in certain areas. So I mean, I'm just focusing on things he do well and things I do well, and uh, respecting him as a fighter, and um, also knowing that I've been here for a while, man. I'm starting to get that experience, and I'm um, trying to use that.
0: I mean, being that you're uh, you have four kids, you're not used to pulling away a couple inches. So
4: um... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, obviously not not <laughs> enough inches. <laughs> a couple of times.
0: <laughs> I, I met your wife, by the way, in Vegas And she is smoking hot Smoking yeah. hot After four yeah, kids you know, right? Which is like, I mean, holy shit it's Good work on that
4: yeah. every, every once in a while, you, you trap them Yeah and- <laughs> You get them and good slide and you trap them and they stuck
0: with you. So no, no, and she's a good sport. Cause I remember, I remember I said one of my jokes is about you pulling out on her on her chest and putting milk on her uh, cocoa puffs. And uh, the next day on her Twitter,
4: name turned to be cocoa,
0: right? Yeah. The next day on Twitter, she's like, "He put milk on his cocoa puffs that night." So uh, <laughs> I thought that was super funny. She's
4: usually cool about that. Otherwise, I, I mean, I got a pretty crazy sense of humor. So. <laughs> If She couldn't deal with that. She wouldn't be able to be married to me.
0: Uh, yeah, I hear uh-huh. you, man. Um, now you've been you've been you've been going through some tough times, man. I mean, you you grew up in Ferguson. Yeah, man,
4: that that's my street. That's, the bad thing is, like you know, when something happened close to my home. It's like, oh man, it's my city. But like, I'm looking on the news at my street. I'm wow. looking on that street. Wow. So all those places that were getting blown up, and you know, I still go over there. You know, even the next day, the day before. The day after, I'm still in that area, so it's like, um, it's just crazy seeing Humvees and the National Guard and all these buildings boarded up. It's a little bit, you know, calm down now, but at that moment, it was just kind of bad the way Ferguson was reflected, um, especially growing up there. It was a really small city. It's not like straight up hood. It's not like it's Compton. You know, it's it's not even that large to get that kind of rave. It's just they, they made such a big... Big bang with the riots and the protests and there. They got their global attention.
0: I mean, did the cops give you a hard time growing up? Could you you see this happening?
4: Yeah, you know, Ferguson has been terrible, you know. I mean, they can act as if it was just ignorant people looting and rioting, which it was, and a lot of those people that were looting and rioting were not even from Ferguson. But Ferguson in general has been a very um, very poor law enforcement. A lot of harassment, a lot of profiling. Um, I've seen my friends get beat up, slap, put phone books in their t shirts so they didn't bruise as they got beat, you know, so it's it's, it's something that I visualize myself, personally, and um, I think a lot of people got opinions, and a lot of people want to generalize a specific situation, and I feel like if you just haven't lived there, if you haven't experienced it, you really don't have the right to talk about it, because you can't generalize the situation. It's, it's, it's a situation that's, it's similar to certain aspects, but it's very peculiar on, if you understand, that this is small city limits. It's not a lot of homeowners, so they're not generating a lot of tax dollars. Most of their revenue is generated through ticket citation, which means, you know, if, if you know if I'm rolling the dice at the at the crap table and I keep eating seven, shit, I'm going to keep rolling the dice. So if they're pulling over African-American males and they don't have their place correct and they got warrants and shit, I mean, why wouldn't you just keep pulling them over? Right. So it's kind of a double-edged
0: sword. I mean, my, my whole thing is I got harassed by uh, cops in my life, too, I'm, I'm, and I'm white. Uh, I, I I don't think it's necessarily a white and black thing. I think I think oh, a lot of times it, it's just like a, a bad cop thing, and I'd say 99% of cops are great, but I think the problem is with cops and teachers, are the most. it's the most underpaid profession. You know, like, I mean, yes, they're teachers. They're
4: not the heroes, even though they're supposed to educate and protect. Yeah. yeah they're kind of seen to the bad guys, you know, hey, if you keep acting up, I'm going to call the police on you. We do that to our kids. I had to stop doing that because I started realizing that at a, I'm painting that bad picture of law enforcement. My kids are six and 11 years old. I'm like, you better stop. Them. I'm going to call the police. It's not like, Hey, man, the police are here to protect you. They're here to, you know, to monitor the, the, the constituents and make sure that they're not getting out of line. They're never viewed that way and they're underpaid. They probably watched training day and thought they was going to be shaking in. Going to raiding places and checking people, and then they end up on traffic duty. And they're yeah. like, man, this is some bull. You know, I yeah. thought I was going to be kicking doors in.
1: Media problem.
4: You know, you you at the damn traffic light.
1: Yeah, but the media me, media per, per, perpetuates the uh the horrible side of law enforcement as opposed to yeah. showing the good stuff. And that's what we see, so we think that's all they are all the time. And I know some <laughs> cops that are really cool cops that don't agree at all with all the stuff that's going
0: on. But I think if you if you pay cops more, pay teachers more, you'll get better cops, better teachers. More people want to do I, it. I
4: think that I think that is well. I think that you can't expect like for example, you can't expect the USC judges to sit there and learn grappling and jiu-jitsu and boxing and know what's going on in the fight if you're not paying them enough to pay them government wages they just sitting there and saying he won he lost and it doesn't really make or break their day yeah you're not right. paying, them paying them to care law enforcement, you know yeah only the firefighters really get the rap of being the heroes they come out with kids and you know it's burning flames they never get a bad rap you know
0: and yeah. plus they're all built like you <laughs> yeah. speak, speak of, speaking of fuck the police uh, You were in the N.W.A. movie, man
4: <laughs> Yeah, man um, You know, it's funny that we we were I was doing that movie And they was going over to, you know, the riots And um, watch riots and stuff like that And, and then I come back And there's, shit, there's riots going on in St. Louis So it was, it was crazy That I was a part of, a, you know A historical movie And that in this movie they're talking about This is what we saw. We're the street reporters. We're telling you what we saw. We're not telling you to do it. We're not telling you to, hey, go out there and freaking do what we did. We're telling you this is what we felt we had to do. This is what was going on. And from that point, um, Beats by Dre, Cube Vision, these people have, they've been successful. You'd be an idiot to look at that and say, hey, let me stay in this neighborhood and do the same stuff and not, you know, evolve and not, you know, find a way to become successful in life. Somebody said something that was it was kind of funny, but it was actually true. He said, we need to start taking some personal damn responsibility. If your hood is messed up, quit messing it up. Quit staying true and saying, I'm not going to snitch. No, start snitching. <laughs> you see somebody, he said, I got all these videos of people getting slapped and beat up. You see somebody in the neighborhood selling drugs, take a video, type it, up, and turn it to the police. Uh, I said,
0: don't know if that's know, a good idea if at if all. You, <laughs> if you don't
4: want the stereotyping and the stigma and the profiling to happen, don't make the profile. Don't have, you know the one percentile make everybody get a bad rap and the same thing for law enforcement. the one percentile of the corrupt people uh, make it look bad for the people that are actually trying to protect the surf so it's a like I said it's a double-edged sword but it, it is some issues that need to be addressed and they've been sweeping it on the road for so long and it came out now and they they can't sweep it anymore
1: All Right. What, uh let me ask you this what role did you play in the NWA movie
4: man I was a dude from the lynch Miles, I was T-bone so uh, <laughs> I got to dig down deep and bring some of the hood back out there <laughs> <laughs> so I have to very professional and sophisticated in the UFC. So I had to I had to get down in there and remember some of the street fights and stuff that happened in my life and just kinda of draw from that because um this was actually a role instead of um, just done. So
0: I was I, to, I was really happy for you. I, I wrote a joke how the movie's not called straight out of cardio. <laughs> now that <laughs> I know <laughs> Made by toothless Records, right? <laughs> toothless record. Yeah, I didn't have a tooth. He came, yeah, he toothless came, records he came back at me with that. I was like, damn. That's funny. Now now let now let's talk about um some of the stuff. I I we're not gonna get too much into it, but maybe we will. There's a whole thing now with you and Hector Lombard about like Hector saying that you won't fight him. We asked Hector, I go, Aren't you don't you guys train together? He said you guys never actually sparred together. You think he's a part of American top team? I know that Rory's now the champion. Would you fight Rory? Talk to us. Tell us about what's going on with You there? mean
4: Robbie, what I Robbie, Lala. Robbie,
0: Robbie, Robbie Lawler. Um, right.
4: You know, I, I just think that some people in general are all about themselves. And if you really think about the last game of an American Top Team, until recently, you haven't heard much about Hector Lombard. You hear about Robbie Lawler. And probably on the parallel plane, you hear about me and Seattle Alves, even though he, he had some injuries, but he was the guy that was at the top of the top. When you got that guy that's almost the third or fourth man out, and he's like, I beat. You know, I beat some people that I haven't lost to. I should be ranked higher. I should get the endorsements he got. People should like me like they like him. When you get an opportunity to, even if it's something negative to thrive on, you want to run with it because now he's getting some exposure and people are talking about that. He likes the fact that, oh, this person's scared of you, and nah, 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 nah. Have I ever been scared of anybody? That is a that's a question that I fought Killers. I fought Nate Marquardt. I fought Carlos Conant. I fought Kajic. I fought guys that have. Went out there and knocked people the hell out, and I just have never backed down, never been afraid of a fight. It doesn't make sense. Like I'm not a guy that has to do stuff. I think that's what frustrates Hector is that I don't bite on a bully. You're not gonna one. You're not gonna punk me. I'm not gonna back down. But two, I don't have to prove myself to step up when it doesn't make sense for me career wise. Um, When I say teammate, they don't mean I have to like you. They don't mean we have to be best friends and go to birthday parties together. That means that if two guys from American top team are competing against each other, that means one person is going to lose, one person is going to move forward. I feel like the only time that makes sense for me to do Strat. is if it's in a world title bout where no matter who wins or loses, American top team keeps the strap. We keep the legacy alive. We keep the team moving forward. Now he can easily go fight Berkman. I can fight Gatslem. We both can win. We both can move forward. The team moves forward. You know, so if, if, if that's, if that's not the case, you know, I've been offered, off the record, I've been offered robbery tons of times, you know. So it's not like it's the first time. It's not because it's Hector. And, you know, it's, it's some drama there that I think the UFC wants to put together and they want to put out there. But as men, you sit there and you have a conversation, you squash it. And I think he doesn't want it to go away because it's been giving him so so much publicity and people have been talking about it. And to him, he thrives off of people feeling fearful or he, him bullying or whatever but with me it's almost like I'm putting heaping calls on his head because I won't give him any reaction I don't give him the time of day I think even talking about it now is giving him too much attention because he's already getting enough of it on social media so that's well we of actually head, have him you know? in
0: studio right now uh, you what? H- Hector's actually here right hey,
2: now hey motherfucker cool, <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> Hector so uh, how do you feel about Tyron Woodley Hector
2: he talking shit
4: <laughs>
0: That sounds hey. like Todd. <laughs> come on, Todd. What happened? What happened to your Hector you Junior? You
4: had a perfect Cuban accent.
0: <laughs> so you have to add the Cuban Australian accent. Right. Come, come on. You, you're like really? That's come on. What happened? No, to- that wasn't me. The, that's Hector. Oh, that's Hector Junior. Oh, okay.
2: It,
4: he's still. You still there? Hey, I hear, it,
0: man. <laughs> See. So, uh, you know, at, at some
4: point. You know, probably when I get to Florida to get training and you know, finish up this camp, me, Dan, and Hector are sitting down. We'll try to squash this. It's really not that much beef, to be honest. You know, it's, it's actually, it shouldn't even have made it this far. But it's, it's something that I did wrong. As a man, I can I can admit to that, and I can say, hey, you know, I should have never said these things or did these things as a teammate. And I, I'm willing to to nationally basically say that, and I'm willing to sit and apologize and move forward. But it's but it's not what it's made out to be. And I just as a as a husband, as a father, as someone that's trying to do something positive for the community, I just don't have time for the negativity that's around me. Right. And that's why I've been taking in more of a silent, you know, whatever stance and just kinda of focusing on my career.
0: So now that Robbie's a champion, let's say you beat you beat Kelvin and you beat the next guy, let's say Robbie beats beats Rory McDonald and then you beat the next guy, you would fight Robbie for the belt?
4: I, I just think that we shouldn't be put in a position where someone else to decide that. I think that as subcontract workers, people that are employed but don't necessarily work for an organization, we should be able to sit down. And me and Robbie have already talked about this. We know this is something. Me and Tiago have talked about this, that if it gets to that point where I'm right there and he's right there and we got to fight each other and it's a war title, me and Robbie both agree that we owe it to each other as friends. Me and Robbie are actually friends. We actually talk and communicate and are civil and stuff like that. Um, so... we've we already said that we'll sit down, we'll talk about it, we'll see what we feel, and if we both are comfortable with it, we'll go ahead and do it, and we'll take it as a competition and a fight. And after the 25 minutes is up, we'll shake hands and and freaking go on being friends. But I think we should decide that. And really, to be honest, I think Kellen is a tough enough dude that I shouldn't even be thinking about that. I'm not in a position to fight for World title right now. Um, If they rematch Johnny or if they do Rory, I'm not getting the next shot of somebody gets injured. And plus, I got a, a tough kid that's trying to jump the ladder and trying to basically intercept my route to the top, and I got to focus on him. So I'm not in that position right now where I need to think about it. And plus, I mean, he's a world champ now. You know, he, he paid his dues. He had a long road. He switched weight divisions. He's been through two different organizations. He came back, went nuts in the UFC, and he's the first champion that American Top Team has ever had. So I'm genuinely excited for him, happy for him, happy for our team. We yeah. never had a UFC gold belt, so I don't want to take it away from his moment because it's not mine. And when I get to that point where it is, then me'll have, me and him out of that conversation and we'll figure out what we were both uncomfortable with.
0: Gotcha. Now, now, when you went to uh, Japan and you uh, exploded all over the dong, right, um, or China? <laughs> I mean, when you took down that dong, right? Did your um? <laughs> did your wife? Yeah, I remember that. Um, I took a dude wipe to the dong. He took a and dude wipe to the
4: basically went upside the dong's head <laughs> and I got the hell out of there before the dong exploded.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. You avoided that exploding dong. Uh, now I remember the last time you won, your wife didn't have sex with you, she laid there, you were upset about this, she didn't even take care of you any time. This time in China, did your wife at least take care of you?
4: No, man. This is it's funny the first time I did a podcast we had the same conversation. We took our old lazy bus to sleep. Oh. So, literally, no activity.
0: Damn. <laughs> what do you got to do? I mean, after the Rory fight, when I don't you were
4: know, man. when, when I you guess were knocking
0: people out, don't do it. When, I, when you were depressed over the Rory fight, did she cheer you up at least that way?
4: Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, actually, we stayed in Vancouver for a couple of extra days.
0: Okay. Got lucky then. So she was like, Listen, you know, you didn't beat Rory but you're still my champion and then took care of you
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. She was like shit, you gotta get over it. You ain't gonna win all these fights and uh, you know, you didn't fight a good fight, you just kinda froze out there and shit. No, dude, when I saw up. when I saw you oh, in ba- tough man, she's tough. She don't she don't um she don't do a sugar coating, <laughs> so we going to sit there and harp over, you know, steel milk.
0: When I saw you in Vegas at that, I think it was one. I forgot what it was. I think it was the Weidman Belfort fight, or, or maybe it was the, the night afterwards. I you were like, I got to get another fight, man. I got another fight. I never saw a fighter. It was like it was like you were like a dog looking for a bone. You know, you were so pumped to get back in there. You were basically asking Dana, "Let me fight him. Let me get another fight." I thought it was I thought it was really cool of you, man. Actually, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, you know, I
4: feel like I'm. I was. I was. That's that's when that's where Kelvin's at right now. So I understand that motivation. I understand that drive. I understand how hungry you can be, and you legitimately want to knock one of these top dudes off. And uh, you know, I, I embrace that. Now I'm in my career where every fight has to make sense. To me, this fight makes sense. He's a worthy opponent. He's done enough, you know, to earn to earn his spot in the top ten. And, and you know, I'll be a guy that say, man, you know, I was tuning up. I was spunky and. When I lost and I got knocked out, this is how I move forward. So I'll, I'll give him that good piece of
0: advice. Now, finally, uh, we talked about CM Punk with uh, Dominic Cruz. Uh, he thinks it's good. He thinks it's going to bring more eyeballs to the sport. Uh, I know that you, you've hung out with CM Punk. I think you guys trained together, right? No, we haven't trained together yet, but
4: I think um, Robbie had reached out to him on social media, Then I have retweeted and added a little something, and then Seattle added a little something. So I think all of the kind of slack he was getting, I think it was good to see – i getting a little love from some of the top wrestlers in the world. And, um, and plus, his American Top Team would probably be your best choice for getting that personal attention to someone actually helping you learn the skills. Cause, I mean, I think he has, I think he comes from like no background of wrestling or striking or anything. So he don't need a lot of work. Yeah. You don't
0: think he's going to get murdered, honestly?
4: I mean, it depends on who they match him up with. They match him up with anybody who's. Legitimate, he might get effed up, but
0: um. Yeah, gonna, I
4: think if he's
0: an athlete and he's kind of strong and he can kind of weather the storm. I mean, who they been mean, Betty White? I mean, who who are they gonna? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, they, they're either gonna throw him to the wolves or they're gonna throw him a tomato can.
0: Uh,
4: Urkel. erkel to weigh I mean, him in eighty five and let him fight a, um,
0: one forty five. Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I can't. I, I can't. One forty five, not two 145 five. Like works
4: because those guys move kind of kind of <laughs>
0: fast. And yeah, I mean, around. don't get me wrong, I'm I definitely don't know, gonna watch I don't know it,
4: if he but. It is, I do agree with Dom. I think it's good for the sport. I think we'll get some of those WWE fans to come over. I thought it was the same crowd until I went to a WWE event. Completely different crowd. Nothing like the MMA crowd. Yeah, they're I a little the nerdy on the crowd, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and then finally, uh, your boy man. I know that you you said that you think Ben Askren pretty much takes any 170 pounder in the world. Have you ever sat him down and say, listen? Just just be nice to Dana. Stop calling him a, a fat, bald guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Liz. You know,
4: I told Ben when he went to his meeting before. I talked to him right before he went into his meeting. What I told him is because what I saw happening is that eventually they were going to try to get Jake Shields out. I mean, I really just felt that. I said, hey, the only reason why they want to sign you is because they feel like they already have a similar fighter in Jake Shields. Why don't you say, hey, I'll fight Jake Shields my first fight? The winner stays; the loser goes. Earn your way through that. Don't don't say you're going to fight for free. Don't say you're going to, you know, you you're the top. You're in the top ten in the world as a where You're undefeated. You're an Olympian wrestler. going from that angle, and I think he took a different angle and it didn't come out so well. Dana Dana will sign him. I think I think he's just kind of, I think he just kind of like effort, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never him, saw. Him. I mean, he should be in the UFC. I. I there's no reason why he yeah, shouldn't he should be.
4: Definitely been in the UFC, and you know, I think Dana will sign him. He said that a couple of times. Said, I said I would sign him, before he he keep, keep talking crap.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> him, listen, him
4: and Dana's gonna have a Tito Ortiz yeah. relationship. If he ever
0: signs? Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Tyron, man, uh, great having you on the show. We're, we're big fans of you over here. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, you're a great guy. You're a great role model, man. And uh, it's really nice to see a guy who's actually. Uh, you know giving back to his community a great role model great fighter and uh and thanks for being a good sport and thanks for being so supportive man
4: oh no problem man. i appreciate it guys
0: all right man take care
4: all right have a good one guys take yeah, care. All
2: right, peace.
0: desmond green
2: hey how's it going
0: hey it's adam hunter and t-rex on the ma roasted podcast what up yeah, how's it going, guys? Good, good, good. So we're talking to Desmond Green, who uh, who knocked out Miguel Torres in like 30 seconds his last fight. Uh, the, <laughs> the guy's a monster. He's a. I was reading about you last night. You're a New York State wrestling champion. You're from Rochester. You've been training with GSP for your fight coming up this Friday night, right? On Titan yeah, FC? Yeah, yeah,
2: this Friday. Yeah, Maybe man.
0: Against Steven Seiler, former UFC uh, stud. How are you, man? What's going on?
2: I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. I'm actually uh en route right now to Boston for the fight. I mean, to Lowell, Massachusetts for the fight.
0: I mean, you're, you're, uh, you you're uh, I mean, the fact that you beat Miguel I, I remember watching Miguel Torres when I first started watching the MMA actually, it was actually after that, but he was like at one point he's like thirty-one and oh or something. Remember he lost to Brian Bowles, and it was the craziest thing ever. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, when, when you when you beat Desmond uh, when you beat uh, when you beat uh, Miguel Torres in like what a minute and a half? What was it? Two minutes? Uh, for, no, forty-six seconds. <laughs> in, in forty-six seconds, are are you just on a? But who's hu- counting? Are you on a huge high? I mean, are you feeling like you're on top of the world? Uh No,
2: not really. Um, you know, it felt great. Uh, it felt great to get to win. I, I knew I was going to win. Uh, you know, my interviews prior, I actually called out a finish in the second round um, from kind of the same way I finished him in the first. I called, I said I was going to hurt him on our feet, take it to the ground, and, uh, you know, ground and pound him and get a TKO. But I didn't think it was going to happen within the first minute. But, uh, you know, I've I've been in, you know, since I've moved to Montreal, uh, training at tri it's just been a world of difference for, uh, you know, elevating me to that next level. So, uh, no, I was definitely confident in me, uh, being able to go in there and, uh, beat him. But, uh, I haven't had too much time to celebrate because I had a quick turnaround, had to hop right back in camp and focus on this next fight here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got you got a big fight coming up. Now, you call Steven Siler a bitch nerd? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I, I got quoted on someone we, uh, we were talking on the podcast, and, uh, he, he, uh, the guy, one of the guys that was running it, he uh, he was like, hey, listen, can I just quote you and say, uh, you know, Sider's is a bitch nerd? And I was like, oh, yeah, go ahead, cool, because, uh, you know, he started the shit talking first, but uh, it didn't come from my mouth, but I, I definitely co-signed it. You,
0: know? you co-signed it. So, I mean, so why is this guy a bitch nerd?
2: Uh, I have no clue, to be honest with you. The, the guy that, uh, that that wanted me to co-sign it, he bought it up, and I just said, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, okay,
0: all right, so... Now, now I, I I've, I've been to Rochester. I do a comedy show there, man. Now, did you grow up? Did you know John Jones growing up?
2: Uh, no, I never never knew him. Uh, didn't even uh, really know about him till he kind of won the UFC title. So uh, I know he's he's uh, I know he's a New York guy.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, you were the state champ of New York wrestling.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in '07, uh, I, I won states for uh, Rush Henrietta at uh day man. It's just so good. then I went on the wrestle at university of Buffalo. had a nice little wrestling career on american freestyle and whatnot
0: yeah and then and, you, uh, you you I made you, right you made the NCAAs three years right three years out of out of four, but you didn't did you did, yeah. you, did you place in the NCAAs?
2: um no not in, not in freestyle not in folk style, but I did in freestyle
0: right. I mean, that's got to be... Now, was that was that was it just a level of uh, as far as college? I mean, I would think coming from a New York State champion that you'd be destined to be an All-American folk style, no?
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I really didn't take college too... I mean, wrestling and college too serious. I was kind of... I kind of just uh, went just because my friend got accepted to the same college <laughs> that wanted to give me a scholarship. <laughs> so I, I always knew I wanted to fight. I was just kind of uh, waiting until I graduated to uh, start fighting. Which why uh, I didn't even finish my last year of wrestling. Uh you know, I was uh, that's like my my last year that I was supposed to wrestle is when I uh started fighting in time so.
0: Wow. Now were you were you banging lots of white chicks In Buffalo? Uh yeah, my yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> As
1: opposed you know, to I'm what, the black Buffalo, chicks man. in Buffalo?
0: It, well no uh, they they were all
2: getting it. <laughs> I was a man <laughs> in college, so uh, you know, I was definitely selling my royal
0: <laughs> They were all getting it. You mean like you banged every chick in Buffalo? No, uh, not everyone, but uh, anyone I wanted pretty much. Wow. So, I mean, how many girls do you think that you that that were like getting it in Buffalo? Like when you were in University of Buffalo, you banged with like, fifty girls, a hundred girls.
2: Uh, man, I can't, I don't don't talk about numbers, Uh, just anybody I wanted.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, anyone you wanted, that's, that's... I think that's considered rape. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, don't, he, he doesn't mean to not rape any girls in Buffalo, let's not get that started, but I'm saying, so, but I'm saying, like, any girl you wanted, so you would just point to a girl and be like, I want you, and then next thing you know, she'd be... Well,
2: no, not like that, I was in a, I was in a relationship a lot through them, but, uh, you know, I, pretty much, if I... A girl. I'm a good looking guy Got swag
0: You know I, I uh, you know, <laughs> talked to her And wasn't too hard To finish Nice Well I don't, I don't Fuck I don't know why You dropped out of college I mean if I was banging Every girl <laughs> in Buffalo I would
1: you be like old school You'd be nah, like 40 years know, old Go to school man,
0: It's more I gotta, I gotta get money Yeah you gotta get this money not paying me <laughs> So I mean, <laughs> now, now I think If you beat Steven Seiler Which I, I think you will But I, you know I don't want to put a jinx on you I think the UFC's next top No?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what uh, I'm hoping, you know, that's what, that's the ultimate goal. If not, you know, I'll defend my side. I know they got another card in February, so uh if not I'll be defending in February. And uh, you know, definitely getting in. But uh, I plan on uh, whooping up on side pretty bad, trying to make another big statement hopefully I get in there.
0: Now, uh when you were in Canada did you did you hang out with uh G S P at all? Uh
2: didn't hang out with him. He, he, he I was uh practiced a couple of times with him, you know, he came into our team practices uh and whatnot. Actually, with my last practice up there, uh, he actually pulled me to the side and was showing me a couple moves and whatnot.
0: Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, well, this
2: is pretty sick, man. Like working up there with them, you know. Rory was in there for a while working with them. Uh, this is great. A lot of a lot of our uh, good teammates, man. Good teammates. Well,
1: well, did, did you run into David Lawazo while you were there? Did he come in and practice with you guys? Uh,
2: maybe I don't know. I don't really know if I'm not good with names, uh, so he may have been in there. I don't want to say no, and I was coming to find out I was working out with the guy. But I'm not too good with names, but uh, I don't know, maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Desmond Green, man, I, I can't wait to watch you fight on uh, this Friday night in Titan FC. Uh, you know, I think I think you got a bright future, man. You got, I think you know, obviously New York State champion. Uh, college wrestler who didn't take it seriously, but still, you know, competed on a D one level, knocking out Miguel Torres. He made the he made the Bellator finals the tournament twice. Nice. Uh, you, you're right there, man. You're right there.
2: Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks.
0: Make some noise, man. And by the way, but you need more. Tw- you 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 have 400 Twitter followers. Uh, you gotta you gotta step it up, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, that that'll come with the territory. <laughs> so
0: where where can people follow you on uh, on uh, Twitter?
2: Uh Predator Tune P R E D A T O R uh Tune T O O N.
0: So follow Predator Tune. Check out Desmond Green, Titan F C fighting for the belt this Friday night. Afterwards you're gonna be banging lots of white chicks. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, guys. Alright, take care. All right. Well that was our podcast. Uh thank you um everybody for being involved. Thank you, uh Dominic Cruz. Thank you, Tyrant Woodley. Thank you, Desmond Green. Desmond Green. I feel much better now, actually. I was uh You're a little pent up. I was a little pent up. I feel better. I'm glad that I
1: could be late, late so you could yell and this scream is, and get it out of
0: your system. This is like therapy to me. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um I'm just gonna put a sofa there for you to lay down. Thank you
0: very much. Was. Uh thank you, Evan the Beard, for uh for, even though you, even bead. though you kept me out for thirty minutes second week in a row, I I, I, uh, I, I still respect what you do and, and I and I enjoy working with you.
1: <laughs> no problem, uh, the best
0: beard in the business. <laughs> the best beard in the business. Uh, if you want to find Evan, go on Tinder. Uh, so <laughs> swipe left, swipe left on Evan the beard. <laughs> Trust me, you won't be uh, you won't be let down. <laughs> so anyway, listen, that is our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. See or, ya. you don't see it all, but you'll hear us. That's Hopefully. right.
2: Bye.